the Unstable Opinions podcast, the show where Gabe usually does the intros but couldn't think of anything good this time. I'm Chris. <laughs> I'm Gabe. <laughs> and I'm Nick. And he was put on the spot. Oh, Anyway. <laughs> he said he had something for an intro and yeah. that's... <laughs> I, knew, I knew this was my opportunity as soon as <laughs> Gabe wasn't doing the intro anymore to just trash Gabe. I'll be back next week. He's only doing it. this because his entire family has been trashing him all day. Yeah, but you you don't want to know about that here. <laughs> you don't want to <laughs> Come to Chris's house. All right. So this is <laughs> this is the Unstable Opinions podcast. Uh, for those of you who have never listened before, this is part three of our three part Star Wars Skywalker saga review. Uh, two weeks ago, we did the prequel trilogy, and then last week we did the original trilogy because we're doing them in chronological order. And on normal episodes of the podcast, we usually go around and say what we've been playing and or watching since the last episode and uh go over some news um but because we've been covering three movies per episode um we've kind of stopped doing that for the last couple episodes and we're not going to do that here um so we're just going to get uh straight into the review and this episode we're reviewing the force awakens the last jedi and rise of skywalker um, and also, we're, this episode even is a little bit different than the other ones in this series because we're doing our thoughts on The Force Awakens and The Last Jedi first and then recording The Rise of Skywalker review later. Mm-hmm. So when you, when, you, what, when you hear this back, it'll be back-to-back. Uh, so as soon as The Last Jedi review ends, The Rise of Skywalker review will start. Uh, but we haven't seen... Yeah, as of right now, we <laughs> haven't seen The Rise of Skywalker. Rise of Skywalker. Yeah. yeah, so... We're probably going to have a lot to talk about with that movie, but uh, for the first part, we're just going to do... I, I thought it, this would probably be better just because we'd have so much to talk about with Rise of Skywalker that the focus would kind of be taken away from uh, the first and second movies if we did it all at once. So we're just going to focus on Force Awakens and Last Jedi first, and then after we see Rise of Skywalker, uh, we'll record that part with our thoughts on that movie and how it ties into the rest of the trilogy, yeah. and then we'll put it all together for one big finale this is gonna be an exciting one (laughs) so uh i guess uh let's just get right into it so uh i guess we've kind of done this before uh with the the prequels and the originals uh so let's just go over what we like and dislike about them overall before we get into specifics on each one uh so do either of you want to start us off you know what i hate the most (laughs) the lack of politics you hate the lack of politics. Oh my god. There's not enough. I'm just saying. There's not enough scenes of It's not people... a Star Wars movie without the politics. It's not a modern Star Wars movie unless there's uh, multiple several minute long scenes of people just sitting in no, rooms okay. or walking down corridors and just talking. And what about like, you know, the sand? There's no kiss yeah, scenes. There's... there's no talk about sand and how rough it is. It gets everywhere. An- yeah, Anakin didn't get to go to Jakku <laughs> and talk about how irritating the sand is. There was the uh, Finn's love story. Oh well, yeah, who? I don't know. But we'll get it. We'll get into that when we go over, go over Last Jedi. That's not even really a love story. It's oh yeah. Also, one uh, before I forget to mention it until it's too late. Spoiler alert for 
the entire oh, yeah. Star Wars sequel <laughs> trilogy. We're well, not going to spoil and for the prequels and original. Yes, all Star Wars movies. We're not going to spoil it. the Rise of Skywalker yeah. in the first part of this video. Just or I guess depending on where you're listening to this, I don't know if this is going to go up on SoundCloud later, but just. In the first part of this review, we're not going to talk about Rise of Skywalker just because we don't know anything about it yet, other than what we've seen from the trailers, or speculation. But we are definitely going to spoil Force Awakens and Last Jedi and every other Star Wars movie if it comes up in the conversation, so you've been warned. (laughs) Um, Okay, so, legitimately, (laughs) good good and bad things. Uh, I guess I'll just start us off. I really love how these movies have sort of adapted... Uh, the Star Wars aesthetic into modern day. Like, mm-hmm. it, it, there's a really good mix of CGI when it's necessary and practical effects. Um, yeah. Because in the original trilogy, there was a, way more practical effects than in, I think... In the prequels, yeah. the, the technology was there, but they didn't... They, they just thought if they used it all the time, yeah. it would look great. <laughs> it's like, the original trilogy had such a great, like look and feel to it um because everything you know pretty much most everything that they could do practical was done practical because they had to and then you know they did some other stuff to get around like the walkers and the creatures and stuff with like stop motion and that sort of thing or puppetry um and um you know the prequels instead of sort of adapting that look they kind of have their own thing going on with uh a pretty huge overabundance of <laughs> cgi uh and it doesn't look bad all the time uh but it is definitely noticeable that a lot of the environments and ships and everything are fake uh and the sequels i feel like have a really nice blend of both like where it can be done practically and look better uh it is done practically and it does look better for it um but you know a lot of the the ships and stuff they are CGI now because they can be CGI and they look good. Yeah. Because the technology is advanced enough now to where it won't look dated. It's great that like now we have. They probably had so much feedback from the prequels and like yeah. what people thought they could do to make the effects look better. Mm-hmm. And I'm glad that they took a lot of that advice because it looks a lot better. Yeah. They blended it much better. Okay, so we're gonna talk about some the bad part. I think. Seven well, eight. I mean, I have more good stuff to well, say. We're gonna if we're just gonna... go back and forth. All right, because <laughs> we probably have a lot more good. Nick likes to be a pessimist. <laughs> yeah, we, gonna... we just hear you inhale over there, and we're both silent, <laughs> like, waiting for you to make your point. <laughs> so now we're gonna go into the bad stuff. Um, seven and eight story-wise is probably the worst out of the six movies. Not character really? development, but the story within it. Mm-hmm. Like they probably had the best characters out of the movies Mm -hmm. but like throughout the story like there's such a small chunk of story inside the movies Mm, i i really disagree with that (laughs) i feel like phantom menace i can barely tell you what the story even was yeah i feel like most of what the prequel trilogy was supposed to be can be summed up by episode three with anakin's turn to the dark side i feel like not too much of what happens in the other ones really matters like you see a little bit of anakin's turn uh, and anger in Attack of the Clones, but especially Episode One and Two, a lot of it is just boring scenes. Yeah. With what, what I'm getting at is like Episode Seven. You just go in there and you're like, "What happened? Thirty years ago, we won. Mm-hmm. Why are we back to the 
whole yeah. Storm I do, I do, I do agree with you there. And then and on eight, that on that specific point where the first order just kind of is an entire movie of just a ship battle mm-hmm. where it could have been more. Like they could have like cut the ship battle and been like they escaped. Mm-hmm. Now this is what they're doing to lead up to nine. Instead, they just escape and then. We don't know what happens. There's some great yet. scenes, but yeah. um, the story is kind of iffy. Yeah, I don't know if we'll get. I guess. I guess we'll get more into that when we talk about yeah. Last Jedi specifically. I, I do kind of see what you're saying, though. I wouldn't say it's the it's worst. Like, it's not the worst story, but like, there's not enough like in there. To, like, we know nothing. Yeah, because yeah. because Empire Strikes Back, even, and I guess I'll bring this up again. I, I just want to say it before I forget. Because uh, last last time I said I was going to bring up a tangent later, and then I you forgot didn't. about it. But. Um, and, you know, Empire Strikes Back is structured very similarly in that it begins with the Rebels fleeing a base and then running away from most of the movie and then making a stand. Um, but, but I guess Empire didn't really have that much of a stand in yeah. it. But just, you know, they have a scene at the end where they're, like, you know, facing them. Um, and Last Jedi does have something similar, but much more of the movie is taken up by the chase yeah. and there's, you know... Like I wish less, there was less less time dedicated to the bookends of that. I wish there was like, they could have taken ten minutes out of like, the part of the movie where they're just in the ship arguing. Mm-hmm. Like, they could have taken it and mm-hmm. like gone to a um a resistant planet mm-hmm. and like said we need your help and all that stuff and then end the movie there because we don't know where they went. They're just off doing their thing. Yeah, but we'll, well, I mean, I'm sure we'll find out, but. You know. It's just it's a really <laughs> yeah. big cliffhanger to where we have no idea, and yeah. we should always have like a tiny bit idea of what's mm, about to happen. I mean, not necessarily. Like you don't really get that much. But at, at the end of Empire it, Strikes Back, it makes yeah. it but. feel like Star Wars Nine. They didn't know what was going to happen. I don't. I don't exactly know because we uh, we haven't seen Episode yeah. Nine all, yet. All this might change. But, but I I have a feeling that I mean Nick Nick's kind of right in the sense that it kind of mirrors the prequels how it like it's two movies that are that are leading up to a big thing and it's not not like the originals in the sense like each one kind of had its own big thing that was going on yeah i enjoy it the do, story it's of not seven as a lot bad as the prequel i do i i think in terms of just overall um you know because we can't see the big picture yet because yeah we haven't seen episode nine yet when we're recording this but i do feel like so far there has been more of i feel like more of an arc than people like to admit i think when in yeah, terms of the sequels just, just because just because like i the really prequels, like the characters like, in this yeah. movie like their arcs show over time but it's not like the mm-hmm. overall star wars because with the prequels you know where it's supposed to go the whole time so it's easy to say the whole prequel trilogy is about anakin turning into darth vader but you don't see that much of it in episode one and episode two whereas in episode, episode, really episode seven it. and eight i feel like the main arc of it is Ben Solo's conflict between the light side and the dark side. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like there is a lot more going on that's important in 7 and 8 than there is in 1 and 2. Or, or I guess I mean a lot more that's actually interesting. Yeah. Because there is a lot going on in episodes 1 and 2, but not a lot of it really is as entertaining as the things in 7 and 8. Yeah, I think just because 7 and 8 didn't expand on the story, it was more entertaining, mm-hmm. but there was also less story. Yeah. I do definitely agree with you, though, that it's weird that the first order comes out of nowhere. Whereas, you know, we, we have the, you know, it does, 
it does just kind of exist in the originals in the context that they were released. But then we have the prequel trilogy talking about how that formed. And then with the First Order, we don't really get any of that. Yeah. It's just a thing that exists. I'm like, maybe the Mandalorian or something else will explain it, like a series. Yeah, but in terms of just the movies by themselves, they don't do like, anything to no explain idea. that other than the First Order. We needed a bad guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we needed a bad guy. We needed guy, parallels so for the Rebels and the, and the Empire, so now it's the Resistance mm. and the First Order. Even um, though it's just yeah. Rebels and Empire. But, okay, so, yeah, I see what you're, I see what you're saying there. Uh, but I guess going back to the good, <laughs> the good. Let's talk um, about good. These Next movies, point is over. The, these movies, uh, you know, it does feel like when we're reviewing this because we reviewed them in chronological order. The prequels were a long, a long time ago, uh, in a galaxy far, far away. Um, Shut up. <laughs> um, but these movies, especially for following up the prequels, um, they're they're just really entertaining and they're yeah. a lot of fun. Yeah. I feel like they're way more consistently gripping than the prequels. They yeah, had a lot of fan service too, which yeah. is great for people like yeah. us. <laughs> but I also feel like it does, of like you know, people people like to to bash certain things as being like too derivative, like especially yeah. just the main uh, plot of the Force Awakens. But I feel like it's different enough to where you won't notice it that much on your first viewing to, for enough for it to bother you until yeah. you start to pick it apart. I mean, other than Starkiller Base, which is obvious, obviously just the it's Death just Star, but different. Death Star. Come on. But <laughs> the context for everything around it and just the way it's presented, I feel like is different enough to for me not to consider it a ripoff of the original Star Wars. And even if you want to like pick apart the Last Jedi, there's a lot of things in that that are parallels to The Empire Strikes Back. But again, you know, it's not something you really realize the first time through unless you start picking it apart. Um, and I still, I still think it's entertaining despite the things that it takes from the originals. Yeah. Like, even, like, last week I was talking about how I didn't really like The Last Jedi, and I rewatched it, and I, like, I picked it apart more than I did the first time, mm -hmm. and I'm like, this is actually really good. Yeah. There was ten minutes on the casino plan. I thought it was longer. Yeah. I thought yeah. it was half the movie. Because everyone, like, these movies, I, I, I can't really understand why they're as divisive as they have been. One and I feel two like... should have been more divisive. Yeah, I know. And nowadays, if you bring up one and two, there's the people that praise it, and there's the people that want to destroy it. Yeah, and then it's the same. There. It's the same way with these movies. It feels like there's no middle ground, but I feel like it is really weird that people treat these movies as being just like they they say that like there's a lot of people that say that they're like objectively terrible or they ruin <laughs> Star Wars or something. I don't get how someone can watch these movies, even Last Jedi. I feel like because it does. Yeah. Last Jedi does take risks with its storytelling, but I, I, it just have a hard time understanding how people yeah. watch these movies. It has and some just of the best scenes in so Star much, Wars history. Yeah, exactly. Like I don't understand it. We'll how that, that much deep seated this. hatred can spawn from movies like these that are made to be entertaining for everyone. You yeah, know, and like one and two, they're not good films. I don't yeah. care what anyone says. Everything about them is not good except maybe the last battles of both mm -hmm. movies they, never they really have good got... bits of lore in them in terms yeah. of where they are in the star wars universe yeah but we never get to see them accomplish anything like in those yeah until episode like, three the, the yeah, only basically. good parts of the prequels are the clone wars and episode three the clone wars yeah and the clone wars don't show up until the end of episode two and then they end at the, yeah. at, like in episode three so i mean you know unless you've seen the tv show that 
they're yeah, not very significant. That's, that's you don't movie. know. Yeah, yeah exactly. Like we're talking about exactly. movies here. If you're wanting to get the full story, mm-hmm. you're not getting the Clone Wars, and that's all they talked about in episode like four through six. They're like, yeah, back in the Clone Wars days. Yeah, yeah. But then they make the mo- they make one through three, and the Clone Wars was like an yeah. hour. I feel like the Clone Wars should have taken up a way larger part of episode two than or the Phantom romance. Menace shouldn't have been yeah. Anakin as a kid. Yeah, I mean, even if it was gonna be that, I feel like more more things of significance should have happened in Episode One, and the Clone War should have taken up more of Episode yeah. Two. Like um, maybe the Clone War should have even started like started at the ep- end of Episode One, being like like five years after. Yeah. So then, so then, the clones. It, and so Anakin was brought up during the Clone Star Wars. Star Wars Attack of the Clones Episode Two. It's an entire yeah. Clone Wars movie, and the clones are actually attacking the entire. That time. would actually be great. Yeah. <laughs> um. It's too late now. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know. <laughs> I mean, at least at least we have good Star Wars movies again. Yes. Um but yeah, so these movies are really fun. I feel like the cast and the dialogue and the delivery is way more they're way more energetic. They feel more in line with something like the original trilogy. Yeah, like Finn like, Poe and Ray are some of my favorite movie characters of all time. Yeah. Yeah. Like just them as like it, I even go like to Marvel and like they're better characters than the Marvel characters. Mm-hmm. See, my favorite thing about these two movies is their character development. Because, like, I really... That's something that I love in, in any movie. Is, like, what they're going to do with a character and how they get from one place to mm-hmm. another. They do a lot with these characters. Yeah. Like, especially uh, Rey and uh, Kylo Ren. Oh, yeah. Them, like, yeah. Their, their interactions and the whole thing they had in the 8th in episode eight. Oh yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. yeah. With them like connecting through the force and stuff. Yeah, and like they were both trying to get each other to go over to each other's sides and mm-hmm. it was great. Yeah. I feel like every every character so far has had an arc. E- even not even just like in like over the course of all the movies, but like in the individual movies you can find things that are satisfying about each character's arc. So- Especially my favorites are Finn and Kylo Ren. Just mm-hmm. because I feel like Kylo Ren's struggle with his lineage and the dark side is really interesting. Yeah, I think and the then uh, um, yeah. Finn's struggle with his past as part of the First Order, like being a stormtrooper and like, you know, having like it's kind of left unclear how much of the conflict he's actually seen because you know he was he says that he was just like a janitor yeah. as part of the First Order, <laughs> yeah. but you know, and then you know the battle at the beginning of Force Awakens is his first proper battle. But it can be implied by the way he talks about his time with the First Order that it was miserable and he's seen a lot of stuff that he wished he hadn't seen. Yeah. So I think those two struggles in particular are really interesting. One thing I'm kind of hoping for the last movie to, like, do more with, Mm -hmm. in 7 and 8 there's this one rebel character who's, like, always helping Poe with stuff. I hope she's a bigger character because she's still alive. Oh, like yeah. I was making sure. Oh, I think I know who you're talking about. The yeah. blonde girl. Like, yeah, at yeah, the yeah. La- end of the last Jedi, she's with them, and I'm like, I want them to do more with her because she seems like such a good rebel. If character. she's still alive and there, then she, they probably will do mm-hmm. more with. But her like, character. they put so much focus on her, like, like low key focus, and I'm just like, why don't you use this character more? Yeah. Um, it's like a she reminds me of Leia. Mm. Well, I mean, <laughs> there's only so much a character can do to remind you of Leia with the limited screen time. But, you know, uh, okay, let's, let's think. So, talked about, uh, the presentation. Some good, some uh, bad. Yeah. Uh, this, these movies, this is something that frustrated a lot of people with them, but it uses the force in 
ways that I think are really cool and ways that we haven't seen before. Mm-hmm. Um, that's not how the Force works. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll use the Force. That's not how the Force works. Um, like, like, especially, you know, Rey and Kylo connecting through the Force or, like, Luke projecting himself onto the battlefield in Last Jedi. That was um, that part was great. Ever. Yeah. I actually never saw that coming. I didn't... Yeah. I, that was great. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I don't... I mean... I guess less so as part of the um, the Force Awakens, but we also see that a little bit with like Ray connecting with Luke's lightsaber and having that vision. Yeah. Um, just I feel like the Force is kind of the ultimate plot device. It's whatever the plot needs it to be. It doesn't have a specific set of rules, and when you apply that set of rules to it, which is something that the prequels started to do and then mm-hmm. stopped because people didn't because, like it. Yeah, who when wants... you start to apply a set of rules to the Force, it becomes less interesting. I think yeah. the only aspect of the force i didn't like was the one scene in the last jedi when leia's like i'm coming back y'all. oh yeah see i think that's a that's a that's a ability that jedi should have but the way it was done in last jedi makes it look kind of dumb yeah <laughs> like she, she looks like, like mary poppins yeah i was gonna say she looks like mary poppins like like floating back to the ship My name's mary it's poppins, like y'all it's like the the fact that jedi should be able to use the force to like push and pull themselves because they can use it to push and pull other people away from them yeah so obviously they should be able to do that to themselves but no they just but just the way the way it was done in that specific scene i feel like makes it look kind of dumb yeah but and it can like help them sustain their life in space or something like that that should be utilized more yeah (laughs) but in general not only am i a fan of the way it does it things new i'm a fan of the way it kind of restores the mystery of it that was part of the original trilogy whereas i feel like the uh the prequels i mean they didn't they didn't do this too much not as much as i remembered but just the whole thing with like midi chlorians and like if you read about where george lucas was planning to take it with his original plan for the sequel trilogy before he sold lucasfilm to disney yeah it was going to get even more specific than that yeah like it was going to go from the midi chlorians and then they were controlled by something called the wills and it was like a microbiology thing and like it's just you can't explain when you this start stuff. like it's, yeah when you start picking that stuff apart it's just not as interesting anymore and you're like oh that's okay. just it's like I hate to be the person to be like I'm happy George Lucas sold the rights yeah but I'm actually happy he did because we could have gotten three more prequel movies and I yeah. don't want that yeah <laughs> like like I, I like I'm I'm a huge fan of what George Lucas was able to accomplish with the originals and there's even part of the uh, prequel trilogy that I'm willing to appreciate about George Lucas's vision. But I am I am glad that uh, he was kind of uh, not I don't I don't mean I don't mean to be disrespectful. That's to what him, I'm just saying. Like, I'm trying not to yeah, be I just think he just I am glad that yeah. they were able to put Star Wars in the hands of other filmmakers that were fans of the original Star Wars and kind of see what they did with it and where they chose to take it because I feel like it was better off for it. Star Wars is is too like you know too big of a thing now to have only one person one yeah, mind behind yeah, it calling like he, all the shots yeah it, he, i i would love it for so many of his ideas to like i love the fact that they're all there mm-hmm. you know the ones that are but i think like he should have collaborated more yeah like like minds. in the original trilogy yeah a lot a lot more people had mm-hmm. their hands in and you know could could call some shots yeah and it turned out great yeah but i'm glad that now where where you have these movies we're and, where we are <laughs> yeah I, I, i'm i'm satisfied with where we are now in yeah, terms of star the force wars in these movies i think is much better like it it can it kind of has a mind of its own mm-hmm. which is mystical in its own way it's not just a science yeah thing. i'm a huge fan of the the idea that anyone can use the force yeah like 
like you know, obviously there's people that are more force sensitive than other people. Yeah, they kind of. But do because it like... the force is like surrounding everyone, <laughs> yeah, like like the way they say it is, then like anyone can connect with the force if yeah, they know kind, how. You know, like that kind yeah. of like in a scene in Rogue One, we were watching it earlier when Cassian like he was about to shoot the guy, and then you hear that whoosh. Like, that's the force being like, don't do that. <laughs> yeah, or, like, or just the guy that's, he's not a Jedi, but he's like, you know, the guy that's like, I'm one with the force and the force is with me. And he's blind, but he can still do all these things because he feels connected with the force. Mm-hmm. Like, that's how the force should be presented. It's like, um, I was thinking about it, like how um, they do it in Doctor Strange with magic. Mm-hmm. Like, like, anyone can use th- magic. Though anyone can have a connection to magic, mm-hmm. they have to train with it. They have to learn how to use it. Yeah. Just like any Jedi has. Mm-hmm. That's the way that they should have done like, it. Like, Anakin wouldn't be able to use the Force if Qui-Gon didn't teach him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's other shows I watch with magic. The entire it, Skywalker like... saga wouldn't take place if Qui-Gon <laughs> Jinn left him on Tatooine. Yeah. I mean, they kind of imply that the reason Anakin is so good at piloting the pod mm-hmm. in the pod race is because he can subconsciously use the Force. Uh, but apparently before that one race, he had never won one. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, But anyway, so just generally speaking, I love the way that these movies present older star wars ideas um the presentation is amazing uh the characters and the dialogue and everything so great the music uh the music has been great in every star wars movie i feel like it's always a highlight i think it's the best in the sequels i yeah i mean i find myself like humming the themes of the sequels all the time race theme we've only gotten we've only gotten better with music like throughout the years yeah it, like it like always just keeps getting every better. single trilogy has its iconic themes uh but i feel like ray's theme specifically is my favorite theme in any star wars movie i uh, can agree with that just because i feel like it just kind of i've said this before too it kind of just captures the magic of what star wars is better than i feel like any other theme has not to say that the other themes aren't all great because they are the, but one of my there's other, just something about it. One of my other favorites is the resistant theme. Mm-hmm. Like when Poe comes in, he's like, "Oh yeah," and he's like leading all the ships. And then you yeah. just hear his music, and you're like, "This is perfect." Yeah, and it feels like I feel like if I didn't know any better, I would feel like those were themes that were part of the original trilogy because <laughs> they capture that spirit I think so they well. Play off of them, but they they obviously like have their own yeah. twist to yeah. it. And I love it. Yeah, John Williams is a genius. He is amazing. So I'm really glad that he's been a part of all of these movies, and I'm really glad that he came back for the sequels. Um, so I guess now that we've got all that stuff out of the way, uh, you want to get into specifics? Yeah, we can do that. All right. So, uh, The Force Awakens. Uh, this is kind of an unpopular opinion. This is my favorite Star Wars movie. Mm-hmm. It's my second favorite. What's your first favorite? Five. Oh yeah. I mean, that's kind of that's yeah, that's kind of a given. <laughs> Uh, five is my second favorite. Um, I think five is my first favorite. This, I, I haven't, I never really thought about past my first favorite. But yeah. This, this one is amazing. Yeah. So. I feel like Gabe. One thing you need to do is map out every single one of them because every Star Wars fan has done it. <laughs> yeah. We have one and two. Even those bottom. that aren't that devoted. <laughs> yeah. have ranked all the Star Wars Everyone's movies. At I one mean, point. hey, just take all of my ratings at the end of these and then yeah. just see None how your ratings rate make sense. Yeah, they do. <laughs> the only rating that's made sense so far is my Attack of the Clones rating. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is one out of five. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, just like I was saying earlier, I just love the way that – I just love the presentation of it the music is fantastic all the new themes are great the way that it adapts certain things from past star wars movies 
you know, this movie is the one that comes under fire for being, like, people call it a remake of A New Hope. Mm -hmm. And, you know, obviously it does take I some beats. I so like, much better than A New Hope. Yeah. It's I think like it's the remake New Hope needed. This I, one is so controversial because whenever anything has as hot, like as many expectations mm -hmm. as like this had it's always going to displease some people yeah. that and it's doesn't always match like what they wanted it to be yeah yeah that's that's always kind of how i've looked at a lot of the backlash the sequels have gotten is because it's been so long since the original trilogy that everyone kind of has expectations for what the movies should have been yeah. in their heads and then when the movies didn't match with what they were thinking of they kind of just like disregarded them mm -hmm. or just you know continuously trashed them online yeah. Um, it's like it's not what it should have been. It's like what it, it was. It's like what what did what do you what think you wanted, it yeah. should have been? And did it, you want to pull and up the comic books from all the way back then and be like, yeah, we're gonna talk about midichlorians for the entire movie? Yeah. No, we don't want that. Yeah, and like <laughs> a lot of worse. a lot of times, the alternative would be something boring, like like Luke just being an all powerful Jedi master who can do everything and is just perfect in every way is boring. Yeah. Like that wouldn't be fun to watch. Um. Anyway, I guess we'll talk about that in Last Jedi. Force Awakens, I feel like... Uh, it, it, it's almost weird because when this movie came out, I feel like there wasn't that much controversy surrounding it. It was any. just kind of... You know, there was the, the conversation about what it adapted from A New Hope, which, like I said, I feel like it's different enough and the context is different enough to where it's not a big deal. Yeah. Um, especially because it has been so long since the last Star Wars movie and it's a different team making it that it makes sense to go with something that's a little familiar because you know it works um but uh i kind of i had, had like a run-on sentence and then i kind of lost where i was going with that <laughs> you know oh what i was saying uh the controversy i feel like wasn't there until last jedi came out because that yeah. movie was really divisive and then people i feel like kind of went back and yeah. started trashing <laughs> force awakens 2 and just trashing the prequels in general i feel like other than the fact that it adapted things from a new hope in general i feel like this movie was pretty well loved when it first came out See, that's the problem now with, like, because this is two days before we're seeing, or a day before we're seeing the new movie. Yeah, I'm seeing it tomorrow. Is everyone's <laughs> hating it because it's, like, The Force Awakens, they played it safe. Mm -hmm. But you're mad that they're playing it safe, but in 8, you're mad that they didn't play it safe. Yeah. So what do people want? You can't win. You really can't win. If you want to make like a new Star Wars, expect something different. Everything they... I've read or heard about the new movie is that it's for the fans. Mm -hmm. It's not for normal moviegoers. It's for the fans. Like so Endgame if, was? Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, you're not going to... If you haven't seen Star Wars 1 through 8, there's you're going to miss mm -hmm. something. Yeah. Something I was really worried about with 9, which I guess we'll talk about when we actually review it later in this episode... Um, is that I didn't want it to not take any risks because of the backlash to episode eight. Because for for the most part, you know, well, like you know, it has its problems, obviously. But I feel like that the risks that it took are part of what make it so great to me and to a lot of other people. So it'd be a shame for it to just play it safe. But even then, I feel like I would still love it because I love Force Awakens. And Force Awakens, even though it introduces a lot of new things, it does play it safe. Yeah, you know. I'm hoping relatively... nine has like that mix of seven and eight to really piss people off, but <laughs> also be really good to me. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, so I guess talking again about seven specifically, um, just I feel like it does kind of recapture that sort of magical feeling of Star Wars. I really mm -hmm. like the presentation of everything. 
the new characters are all great. Um, I feel like I like Snoke way better in Episode Eight than I do in Episode Seven. We still don't but... know who Snoke is. Yeah, well, <laughs> I, saw, I mean, I, I, I don't think who Snoke is, like, oh, wait, hold on, you were, you huh? saw this thing? Oh, no, I saw a picture of, like, you know how there's those, like, um, like celebrity photo things where, like, they take your face and morph it into a celebrity's mm-hmm. face? Mm-hmm. Someone took Snoke's face and morphed it into, like, one of the kids that Anakin killed. <laughs> and it was, like, like, yeah, it was the one that said, what are we going to do? Oh, and then, my God. And then, I mean... That would be incredible. That would be... <laughs> a, I don't know if I would agree with that. or Dude, I would I, love that. That would be great. I'd be, I'd be fine with it. Yeah, but... It would make sense. Yeah, I feel like it doesn't really matter who Snoke is. They can expand upon him in a spinoff or, some, or a book or something mm-hmm. if they want to. But... You know, when the original trilogy came out, no one knew who the Emperor was, and no one complained about not knowing his backstory. And just because now we have Did his the backstory, Emperor with the prequels, even show up until mm-hmm. the sixth movie. I mean, he showed up in Empire Strikes Back in a hologram for one scene, and it wasn't even the same guy playing him. I think the so. big issue with not knowing who Snoke is is that we've already had six movies before this. Mm-hmm. So having this random guy just show up, yeah, and be like, yo, what's up, guys? On the but new see, that's Did the we thing, know much that... about the First Order? No, we yeah, but it's like if you're gonna judge all of these movies on equal ground based on the context that they were released, like Return of the Jedi, despite the cameo, I mean, it like you can even say the same thing about seven and eight, where like Snoke's real major appearance is in eight, but he's introduced in seven yeah. through a hologram. Yeah, um, I feel like they're gonna but, like explain the entire for- first order and snoke in episode nine yeah which i don't want a whole explanation but just a small oh he originated from this would be nice i'd like a, yeah maybe well, a little something but i wouldn't complain if yeah. they didn't do it i don't even th- i mean honestly i mean that's fine but i feel like i don't even really need them to waste time on it because he is kind of just a stand-in for kylo to eventually take over from yeah and the emperor in the originals you know people expect a backstory from snoke because we've had the Emperor's backstory, but when the originals came out, we didn't have a backstory for the Emperor. So, I feel like the only reason people even care about Snoke's backstory is because of the Emperor having his backstory told, uh, even though we don't necessarily need it. Yeah, because I just in the same way that, like... From. Yeah. Like, it's just... It's like, we killed the Sith Lord, Darth Vader's dead, the dark side's gone. Mm-hmm. But then Snoke appears, and he has all this power, it's like... Well, because he was a Jedi you? in training. What Anakin if he's that guy from the died. one game, The Force Unleashed? <laughs> I've never played The Force Unleashed. I played The Force Unleashed a little. He I'm... knows who I'm talking about, the main character. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he was killed so many times. Oh. I don't I don't remember, like, I never finished it. Oh, he got killed in the first. They cloned him in the second. And so he was like, you're ca- the main character you're playing the entire game is a clone. Okay. That's pretty Spoiler neat, alert, actually. For, for, for some <laughs> and we said everything. Every, we said every yeah, story. but I feel like even I wasn't expecting us to go there. <laughs> I didn't know. I yeah. wasn't going to talk about it. No one's going to ever play those games again. I might. You don't know. You don't Maybe know they'll me. do a third one. They brought back Clone Wars. Anything is possible. They were supposed to release a third one years ago, and yeah. they canceled it. Oh, shoot. Well, so, yeah, well, never mind, because they're never going to release Battlefront 3, the original one. Hey, man, so. Half-Life came back. Anything's possible. I guess that's true. Yeah. Piranha Plants in Smash. Piranha Anything <laughs> is possible. Sands is in Smash. Anything <laughs> is possible. Uh, anyway, back to back episode 7. Back to Star seven. Wars, so, episode 7. Snoke, I feel like I don't, I, don't, I don't like him that much in this movie, 
Um, he's just there. He's just there. He's another bad I, I like him way better in 8 because he's way more sinister and he's actually physically there and yeah. he's not giant for no reason. I actually but, thought he was going to be that huge yeah, until, the, until huge. the hologram faded away. I was like, that makes I'm so much more like relieved that yeah. there's not just giant dude. It's, it's hierarchy of scale. <laughs> it's he's bigger than everyone else because it means he's more he's important. More important. Uh, no, I really yeah. like uh, General Hux though, just because he's just. <laughs> he reminds I me loved. Of I loved. That's him. all he reminds it's me just, of. I see him and he's like everyone's like. It's like all hell the first order. Oh yeah, does no, the there's Nazi definitely Nazi like like parallels, but it's just he's just so funny to me because he feels like a guy that's like trying to be more commanding than he knows that he is. Yeah, like he knows that I he think... doesn't have as much power as he wants. I want to talk about but... scenes from the eighth, but we'll get there. yeah, we'll get, we'll get there. But he does he does kind of you do kind of get that from him in this movie a little bit. Um, uh, what else? Uh, what have we talked about so far? We talked about characters, new characters. Talked about uh, Snoke and everything. We talked about the familiarity of it all. Um, Force. Talk about we talked death about Force. Of Solo. Oh yeah. Oh, we haven't even talked about how the legacy characters are handled in mm-hmm. these movies. Oh, yeah. Because I mean, I, I guess mean, Luke isn't there until the last yeah. two seconds. I mean, these the the legacy characters really are kind of there just for are the new characters to play off of. Um, but I'm glad they're there, um, but yeah, I mean, like, I mean, that's I guess that says a lot about how great the new characters are when we barely, like, we barely even remember to talk about <laughs> the other characters because they're not but, the yeah. main focus. I mean, Han Solo yeah. was the main focus this movie. Yeah, Han Solo yeah. was and Luke, Luke in Episode Eight, and well, because Leia in both of them. Han, I heard, yeah, Han is going to be the main focus in Nine. Han and Leia mm, are well. I mean, I don't know because they've been no using way. exclusively archived footage of this Carrie is what Fisher. I, so I was watch. I was watching a non-spoiler review, and the guy was like, "Yeah, they used Leia most of the movie, and it looked real somehow." Oh, I was like, hmm. because I was. I mean, I guess what they said in press releases was that Leia's scenes were deleted scenes from seven and eight that they rewrote scenes around to make it make sense. Which I guess is—it's a cool way of putting Carrie Fisher in the movie without some weird CGI Carrie Fisher, yeah. like in Rogue One. Um, but I, yeah, I mean, I just don't—I have a hard time figuring out how she would be the major character in that. Well, movie. not like the major character, but like she's the only one left. Yeah, like yeah. she has more of a role than Lando well, does. Well, I don't—I mean, we don't know yet. But hey, hey, Luke's gonna be a Force ghost at nine. <laughs> uh, there's Wookie. Wookie, Chewbacca is just not going away. He's, a, I mean, no. he, he and neither is C three PO and R two D two. Obviously, we we're not there yet. We're not there yet. We don't know. We don't know yet. But, but they they don't have expiration dates. Is what we're yeah. talking about. Um, <laughs> Dave doesn't know. What anyway, we're, what we were talking about. It's oh. fine. We'll talk to him after. Yeah, <laughs> we'll Wait. we'll mentally like emotionally p- prepare him. Just in case. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure they something might happen to them in this new one. We don't know yet. I'm talking about seven. And All eight. we know yeah. is a scene from seven nine. and eight. So, in this movie, Han Solo is a big part of it. I feel like the way they handled the other characters, like from the originals in this movie, is done really well. Uh, where they're kind of like meant to like, because you know. Even though the new characters are all great, it is good that we have the other characters to kind of usher in the new generation. Mm-hmm. Uh, it kind of, like, is respectful to the originals. Um, and, like, you know, people like to say that it's not just because of, you know, Han Solo gets killed and, like, 
and then Luke, get, say, Luke gets killed in the next one. I got killed in theaters. <laughs> I was yeah. like, no, you can't do that. I knew it was happening, though. Yeah, it's I like when that, as soon happen, as that scene starts, you, you kind of see it coming, but you're still kind of like, no, no, don't do it. Don't, don't do, do it. it. I kind of thought he, that as soon as I... character from the originals, don't <laughs> do it. As soon as I found out that Kylo Ren was his son, mm-hmm. I knew, and he was on the bad side, like, something's going to happen. He's going to get involved. Yeah. And they're going to have a father-son, like, moment again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then he's gonna die. <laughs> yeah, I do really like too that they didn't make a big deal that much. I mean, you know, they didn't talk about it before the movie came out, so it would be a surprise. But I am glad that they didn't try to make it a big plot twist that uh, Kylo Ren was Han Solo's yeah. son because yeah. the family relations thing. If they tried to play it off like it was a huge thing again, it would have just, just been like, oh, okay, you're just doing Empire of, Strikes Back again. I'm your father. You know? Wow. They're only. It would have made seen. It would have seemed like they were only making that connection in order to make it seem like the other ones. Yeah. Whereas it's being used to tell its own story and the way they introduce it is, you know. It's just another part of Kylo Ren's struggle. Like, yeah. To get over to the dark side, he has to yeah. kill his father. Mm-hmm. And Han Solo himself is great in this movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, just because, you know, he does, it's Harrison Ford again. He's, he does carry the spirit of that character really well. Um but, you know, there's also, between him and Leia, there's a little bit more emotional depth because their son turned to the dark side and Luke's yeah. missing and they've been separated all this time. They had to cope in I'm just sad ways. we never yeah. got, like, the trio together one last time. Yeah. Maybe, but... um, as Force Ghost. <laughs> Han Solo's Force Ghost? Yeah. Hey, like he's the say. first Jedi. He's just, that'd be so funny <laughs> if in episode 9 he just shows up he's like, hey, I'm here too. <laughs> like, How'd you figure out how to come well, back? I don't know. <laughs> this, you, I, I don't know. It was I a bunch of mumbo jumbo. This isn't really how Since the Force Luke works. Luke is the most powerful Jedi, I wouldn't be surprised if he bought, brought Han Solo back as a Force Ghost himself. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if he came back to life entirely. <laughs> yeah, no one dies. I mean, it's like Pirates of the Caribbean. No one dies. Saw Yoda in Episode Eight. He was. Oh man, full I can't flesh. wait to talk about that scene. But we'll we'll, we'll finish talking about Seven. So, oh, uh, before I forget to mention it, so we said before, Star Killer Base is obviously just it's just a Death, Death Star. Star times five. Yeah, I do like. I <laughs> this is kind of a dumb thing, but I like the name of it. Uh, Starkiller Base because Luke Skywalker's original name in the original trilogy was going to be Luke Starkiller. <laughs> so it's kind of a cool Easter egg. Uh, and I do think that it does kind of carry more weight, even though it is essentially the same thing as the Death Star, but on a bigger scale. Um, whereas in, in A New Hope, they blow up a planet and it's just gone, and there isn't much time spent like focused on the ramifications of that. Yeah. Whereas in this one, they're destroying the Republic uh, so that the First Order can take over as the new government. And you see everyone on the planet like watching the beam come before the planet blows up. And there's way more... like I feel like the scene itself is way more dramatic. It's so it does make it more seem more threatening. Yeah. Um, and also, I really like the final battle as, you know, after Han Solo gets killed when, like, uh, the planet's breaking apart mm-hmm. and they're fighting in the forest right and, and ray kind of had that upper hand mm-hmm. which i didn't i didn't really hey, think that ray they were had gonna the high ground <laughs> yeah yeah it always works with the force mm-hmm. I mean, you get you got to get the high ground and then they can't try it <laughs> um no i i thought that that battle was going to end with them being more equals mm-hmm. and then uh, well, i mean we'll talk about the battle in eight but in this one i didn't think that she was gonna like 
over yeah. overpower and, him and, with the you by using the force. Yeah, and in reality, she like in in a usual case, she shouldn't have been able to. But Kylo Ren did get shot by Chewbacca in the That's scene before, true, so yeah. he was wounded. Yeah, so he was having trouble fight, and he was able to defeat Finn so easily because you know. Finn doesn't have the same connection with the Force as that Ray does. Yeah, and, and like, Ray got a hit on him, I think, like on the face or something. Yeah. Well, yeah, no, she at towards the end when she like realizes that she can connect with the Force, uh, and you know she has used the Force before. Yeah. Uh, but when she when she's fighting him and she realizes she can tap into the Force to help her, uh, she does start landing more hits on him. Uh, and then she does slice him up and the face. And then she goes like, cool. choo Yeah. And then his face go ah. <laughs> Misa hurt. Yeah. Something um <laughs> uh I I forget where I heard this uh but uh something I think that would have been cool if they did. They didn't have to do it, but it would have been cool is if after uh Kylo Ren kills Han Solo, if he had picked up the mask and put it back on and they played like the Darth Vader theme just to kind <laughs> of like <laughs> I, how did and he... then, because it, it's weird that he's not wearing the mask in the final battle. How did he get the mask back? If he didn't have it, and they picked him up from maybe he made a new one. We maybe don't, he, he has just a whole had two closet the whole time. of masks. Yeah. because he's obsessed with them, and he's, he's obsessed with being Vader. <laughs> I, I love like all the stuff that portrayed after this that portrayed Kylo Ren as like a Vader fanboy. Like even like the trailer for the Skywalker saga, the Lego Star Wars game. Uh, it, it the scene with Kylo Ren is him building a snowman that looks like Darth Vader <laughs> in yeah. the final battle of the Force Awakens. <laughs> Um, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so, uh, I think, let's, listen. is there anything we haven't talked about yet that uh, we want to cover before? Poe and his flying skills. Yeah. They are the best in Star Wars history. <laughs> that man he, comes he, in and shoots down, like, 13 TIE fighters. Yeah. It's even better Amazing in episode 8, scenes. I think, but yeah, uh, and like you said, like the like, new I the think resistance his coolest, theme. His coolest scene was in episode seven when Finn and Han Solo and Chewbacca were all trapped, and then he comes in and shoots all the stormtroopers. Mm-hmm. He shoots all the Tie Fighters yeah. around them. And especially because we didn't know that he was gonna be back. Like, yeah. they made it seem like he died in the beginning of the movie. So then when he shows up again and like saves them, it's really cool. So that's one hell of a pilot. Yeah, I'm glad that he wasn't dead. Like they were playing it off like he died. Yeah. It is really odd to me that Poe spends most of this movie disconnected from the other characters because at the end of eight and I, and I guess we'll, you know we'll talk about this too but you know at the end of eight um he meets up with Ray and he's like hey I'm Poe and only in that moment did I realize oh my god they, they haven't we're two movies in they haven't ever talked before yeah <laughs> <laughs> I mean they didn't really need to it would have kind of been weird and out of place I guess but um, it's just odd that that it is odd that, that he's one of the main characters and they've never spoken before. To, yeah, you know, uh, this is the first time we saw BB-8. BB-8 is my favorite droid. BB-8 is the him. best droid. Like I'm <laughs> he's sorry, Super PNR to do have been there all movies. Yeah, but BB-8 comes in. I think it's episode eight when he goes off, so we'll wait for that. <laughs> well, but I, even in even in this movie, he has so many great moments. Yeah, but I, I did love to see him and uh, R two's interaction together. He's like R two, wake up, please. Yeah, yeah, there's a scene at the end of eight where they're just having a conversation. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's really cute. But I do like you know, there's this this movie has moments where like you know, uh, he's he's trying to he doesn't know whether he should tell them the location of the base when he finds out. Yeah, that and he's like, isn't please. With the resistance. 
And then, and then, uh, uh he, did. he gives him the thumbs up and then he gives him the thumbs up back with the lighter. Yeah. That no, I thought awesome. that, I thought that was like him flicking him off. <laughs> that's what I saw. That's what I saw it as. Oh no. Cause I mean, the lighter's right in the middle of the, but he doesn't have any other fingers though. It's the middle. He's very cute, and I want He's one. He's the best. <laughs> I have a BB-8 plush. Like, it's I want the, I I want it, the yeah. remote-controlled one. They they sell one that's like, that's when like did you, you see move it, it around. Hmm? When were you in my house? Um, we went hiking. Oh, yeah, he was out that time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, it's been in storage for a long time. Yeah, I know. Yeah. All right, so, I mean, I think that's everything I have to say about Episode 7. I feel like it's a great reintroduction to the series. Uh, yeah, and it I did I a lot of stuff. Really, I, I really didn't well. have any real expectations going in. I was just mm-hmm. excited to see another Star Wars when yeah, I yeah. was first going in. So I I loved seeing it the first time. I loved seeing it again. Mm-hmm. I and just think it's an amazing movie. It is. That's all I can Great. say. Yeah, I'll watch it again. I, I no, yeah no not, now that I haven't been saving it off for for watching it at a certain point in this marathon I can go back and watch it whenever I want and that's that's well, we're gonna watch nine and be like but, now we can't watch any because nine has all eight movies in it anyways <laughs> um but okay so seven is great and now let's talk about eight. the last Jedi <laughs> great and eight the most <laughs> the most polarizing so one of the most polarizing movies ever made I'm not even gonna acknowledge what you just said. Uh, do it um, do it but episode 8 uh, it's one of the most polarizing movies ever made I feel like mm-hmm. uh, just I feel like I expected and I feel like even like after I saw this I was like yeah that movie was great and I was surprised when I found out that other people like hated it like not even just like they out. weren't fans of it they like hated it yeah I didn't hate it. I was just the casino pissed me off so much, and I'm just like, this was so pointless. It felt like the entire movie. I go back and rewatch it. It only takes ten minutes. Yeah. I'm like, wait, there and I feel more, like I swear. Yeah, and I feel like a lot of that comes from people blowing things out of proportion when they complain about it. So if you spend a lot of time away from the movie and all you hear about it is people like, oh, this part casino sucks. It was suck. pointless. Then, then you just get in in your head like, yeah, I mean, I didn't like that part and it did take up. All I remember is that but, year was the year of the annoying casinos where they were in every movie. And so, like, Black Panther had a casino. And everyone oh, was yeah. like, why mm-hmm. did they go to a casino? Yeah. I'm just not a fan of casino scenes in general. But but that year in general. That hopefully SpongeBob next so year will fix yeah, that, hopefully SpongeBob gambling will be what fixes my problem with casino, casino scenes. Scene. But I think overall, this movie does. I feel like it is more flawed than The Force Awakens. But I feel like the good stuff it has more is, good moments. It, it has more, way more good than bad. And the good stuff is some of the best stuff in the entire Star Wars saga. It's just specific scenes. It's not even like the like the whole movie in general. It's mm-hmm certain scenes within the movie and i know we can recite them oh yeah because well i even i even feel like most of the plot lines are told really well i feel like everything with ray in this movie everything with ray and poe is really good yeah i feel I, i don't even i mean i i kind of like i know you were saying like i guess we'll probably i guess talk about our problems first just to get them out of the way yeah um my my least favorite because this movie does have a lot of going on. It has a bunch of different plot lines. And my least favorite is uh, Holdo and well, I don't like Holdo, like... but I like 
I like Poe being like, this doesn't make sense. Yeah. Like, he was saying what we were thinking. Yeah. Everything going on But see, that yes. that even, for me, makes it more frustrating. Like, I am glad that he isn't just like, okay, I guess I'll just listen to her. I do like Poe's arc in this movie about learning to be more patient and less hot-headed. But I just feel like the fact that Holdo took over, she's a character we've never seen before. It should have been Admiral Akbar. It should have been Admiral Akbar. It should have been, uh, and that's a... That would have made the movie. The because best at least, movie. you know, Akbar is a person we've seen have. He has. He's been a part of the team before. We know he's capable of making good decisions. And a lot of people but, were saying it, too. Like. Yeah, like, I, it just. Holdo, I they feel like. They just killed Akbar like that. They're just like, he's gone. Yeah. And, like, and that was really sad. <laughs> but. But. <yeah>. <laughs> but and they, they point it out, too. Like, they don't name any of the other crew members that were killed. They were just like, Admiral Akbar. The rest of the bridge, <laughs> they were all killed. But, um, yeah, no, Holdo just annoys me so much just because she is a character we've never seen before, so we can't put our trust in her. And it's like, you know, you do feel like, you know, obviously she I has like to have, like... The reason they did that with Holdo is just so we couldn't trust her. So it felt yeah. like the audience was also confused, yeah. and it made us feel the same way. But I feel like the payoff should have been way better if they were going to do that, I, because... You know, you get to the end and their explanation, because essentially their entire plan is, we're going to keep moving forward, there's a rebel base on this planet, we're going to go hide there. You could have told Poe. You could have told anyone. If like, po, like, if you could have explained Because it. it was Poe and, like, that one girl I wish had more of a character, because, like, I don't even think she talks. She's just there. Yeah, the blonde girl. Yeah, she, yeah. like, all she does is point guns at people and does whatever <laughs> Poe tells her to do. Yeah, but, I mean... So she's staff. <laughs> yeah, she's one of the. She's, she's just one staff. of the crew. She's just staff. But so I feel like if they were gonna do the thing where like we weren't meant to put our trust in Holdo, which I did think, like as it went on, I was like, oh, this is interesting. I wonder where they're gonna take this. The payoff for it is literally Leia saying she was more interested in protecting the light than she was seeming like a hero. When it's like, it's not just because you're telling everyone the plan doesn't mean you're going out of your way to flaunt your status. You know. Like, you're just trying to make sure that everyone remains calm and knows what the plan is. But instead, Poe, like, you know, he does the mutiny against her because, you know, she's given them no reason to trust her and she's not telling them the plan. And from their perspective, everyone's just slowly getting killed off and they have no plan. Yeah. So that that part really frustrates me. I think the, the best part about that was the payoff, like, at the end with the whole scene. The oh, yeah, no, breaking, she has the coolest death scene ever. And then her going through the that ship. is the only good part about her yeah, but that was the best scene in the like i that, think all that star wars was history amazing that, to see. that's that's up there for me yeah i think my my favorite scene uh if you say bba in the walker no okay that was <laughs> that was awesome that was awesome my favorite scene uh no you know what i'll save it we'll get to that no i want because, you to say it now all Maybe right I forget well because i i was because eh. <laughs> i was talking about like other than that plot line, because you were talking about plot lines, uh, everything with Ray, like like when we're following Ray and her interactions yeah, and with you other see characters, Luke drink green milk, from that weird, disgusting, yeah. that was that thing. Cow thing. But I thought I thought all that was perfect. Like I loved where Luke ended up, which, for the record, was George Lucas's idea that Luke was permitted away on this island mm-hmm. and was was regretful of a failed Jedi that he tried to train that turned against him. Like, like, people are saying, like, Disney or, like, Ryan Johnson ruined Luke's character. That was George Lucas's idea. And I loved so, it. I, it yeah, really I love where Luke is in this movie. I, I, I didn't I, want him to be, like, 
all power like yeah just like if yoda and obi-wan were like in the like like just sitting there waiting mm-hmm. to be killed yeah luke would have been killed by the first order it's good he was hiding yeah and also like you know it just given everything that luke's been through with the empire and stuff it does make sense that that would scare him and feel like okay i can't screw up any more than i already have i need to remove myself from the equation mm-hmm. and he's just so cynical over it because he's failed and you know from his perspective everything that jedi have done in hindsight has been a failure um and it has and, been. But even even with all that great stuff with Luke and like his development because of his interactions with Ray and you know him learning that there's still you know because Ray is kind of what portrays to him that his legend is more important to people than what he actually is. So he needs to like upkeep that, which I guess is kind of ironic given the way people reacted to him because they wanted him to be what the characters in this movie want him to be. Yeah. But we do get to see that at the end of the movie when he faces the First Order. Like, and you know, he isn't, I guess, technically there, but I don't see why mm-hmm. that's a problem, you know? I think he's like, doing, you something, get to see, he's doing he's, something more impressive, which is yeah, he comes projecting himself and then lets everyone escape through slightly. space, like planets away. Yeah. Throughout the entire galaxy. Like, isn't he supposed to be hidden? In the it, like literally part of the, the most galaxy. hidden part of the galaxy where the first Jedi temple is, and he is. can still project himself like light years away. Mm-hmm. That's that's pretty cool. Yeah, I think that. Okay, so if we're talking about favorite scenes, my favorite scene was probably the part where like they shot at him and then he just brushed it off. Oh my god, that, <laughs> that was awesome. That part was great. Yeah, um, I remember either that. Like, yeah, either that or Ray. Uh, moving all the rocks out with the mm-hmm. force like actually uh, seeing what she's like capable of becoming with yeah. the force those two parts were great mm-hmm. for me to watch yeah i mean because you know what i was kind of getting at was that ray her interactions with luke and luke's character is great ray kind of portraying that idea that his legend is important to people to him was great and then Ray's struggle with Kylo Ren. The, every scene with Ray and Kylo Ren in it is fantastic. That is the best character development I've ever seen. Like, like in just, these movies and yeah, out of just it's so it's so interesting the way that they kind of conflict with each other because both of their ideas of what each other's perspective is is different. Uh, so they do kind of have a cooperation with each other, but also a conflict with each other. And just the way that the Force connects them is really cool. So it's a really cool way for them to connect over, the, even that with them being in different places. Um, From my point of view, the Jedi. Is cool. <laughs> oh my god. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm going to make an edit of that now. <laughs> if you um, can pick it up on the mic. Yeah, but just in terms of general plot lines, that's my favorite. And then the stuff with Finn and Rose... People complained about Rose. I think she's fine. She didn't contribute, I mean, too much. She didn't really need to be there. I feel like that could have been Poe. But no, I guess I, that kind of taken away from Poe's arc. I, I, don't, I don't know what I would have done instead. I but just, I feel like Ro- Rose is a harmless character. I don't know why people just, hate Rose. I don't think... I What I've heard mm-hmm. is that they fixed her character. In 9? Yeah. Yeah, see, I don't think... I don't think she takes away from the movie. I don't know if she... She just doesn't, I don't, really I don't, add, she doesn't add anything much. to it for me. But I, I don't, like after I don't watching, see anything wrong I just, with her The only problem I had was the last scene with her when yeah. she goes like, "You can't save the world." Bah! Yeah, I'm like, it's like I'm glad Finn didn't sacrifice himself, but I did kind of think that. Scene I kind of, yeah. I don't know, like to, I, 
don't know if I. And it does. See, that's the thing is that I don't know what I would change in that scenario. Like, like in even the the whole casino plot, like. I think she's the part. She's the only reason the casino is not god awful. (laughs) Yeah, because I don't like you know because she doesn't that planet. Like she doesn't say it, but she is. Yeah, because you know we do talk about like you know. Finn and Ray and Poe and Kylo Ren, they're all really good characters. I feel like, in comparison, Rose doesn't elevate the movie as much as they do. But I also feel like she's not a bad character. Uh, the thing that bothers me about the casino in general is that it doesn't feel like Star Wars to me. Yeah, It feels like it's just an Earth casino with some weird creatures walking around. Kind of reminds um, me of Nowhere in Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I even feel like Guardians of the Galaxy because it is more based in like an earthly idea of what space is than Star Wars is. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like that makes more sense for Guardians of the Galaxy. I feel like here it just, even though like for the rest of the plot it is kind of a necessary detour for them to make. I feel like just the world itself of Canto Bight just doesn't feel like Star Wars, yeah. uh, and just so just being there bothers me like when it's especially because so much of the rest of the movie is so great that whenever like i mean the plot line doesn't even go on for that long but when we do cut back there i'm like oh we're here again Mm -hmm. you know yeah Uh, and i feel like that is probably i mean from what i've heard that's the general consensus um yeah it doesn't ruin anything for me but it does i kind of like part of me i didn't want to see rose die but mm. it would have been cool if she was, like, for the Rebellion. Because her sister died, like, earlier. Mm-hmm. So for the Rebellion, she was the one to go into yeah, the Yeah, and that would have given Finn a little bit more motivation, I guess. Yeah, it would have given Finn motivation. It would have completed her arc as a character. It's because, like, her sister died, and she would want to die for the same mm-hmm. cause. And then she teaches Finn that lesson about, you know, not fighting what we hate, saving what we love. And yeah. then he kind of takes that with him a little bit more. Uh but I feel like where where her character ends up is fine, and where Finn and where Finn's character ends up is fine too. Um, so I guess now that we've got the plot lines out of the way, now I'm going to talk about my favorite scene. Uh, so you said yours is brushing off the yeah the thing. <laughs> what, Nick, I forget what did you Mine's say yours the, was like main point where like the lightsaber snaps in half. Oh yeah, the ship yeah explodes. yeah the ship collides. Oh that whole yeah, yeah. that whole like cutting back my favorite scene yeah. is force ghost yoda because okay like <laughs> i said i love force ghost yoda but like in star wars like yeah history i think that scene where the ship collides yeah that's one best. of the best moments of spectacle yeah but i feel like in terms of like even not just character moments for me but moments overall just seeing yoda yeah. again yeah. was so magical and I don't and like, he wasn't like, even yeah. a force ghost because the force ghosts are all blue he was blue. No, he was surrounded by blue. The actual, like, he was full Yoda. And he I think was that's just, to... I'm pretty sure that's just the sequel's adaptation of that thing. I, no, I think it, I think I it looks better. He was, I don't think he was a ghost. I think maybe he was just, No, he was, like, he was a definitely a ghost. No, ghost. I was talking yeah, to you about this the other day. Like, originally they were, like, in episode five, they were going to have mm-hmm. Obi-Wan come back as, like, a full figure person. Mm-hmm. Like, he was able to, like, pat look on the shoulder but he was just a ghost but in episode eight yoga comes in he he can hit like luke on the head with his thing he's like haha mm-hmm. and like it looks like ow because he was actually there but he was still like a ghost like he was disappearing again well maybe know. maybe like there's different 
like strengths of the ghosts like you can actually it's interact more connected yeah because that's force or yeah something. like if in you, episode if like they were yeah. going to make it so obi-wan reached that strength to where he can come back he'd still be a yoda would still be a ghost yeah, like no. he's still he's a ghost he's still a ghost it's but, a ghost because i don't like ghost. the idea of the force just being able to resurrect, resurrect no it's not and that's not what happens in this movie but, after. but so the reason this scene is my favorite is just because especially because of the way the prequels portrayed yoda as like you know he's supposed to be wise but he keeps making bad decisions and he's really boring whereas like in empire strikes back and even return of the jedi a little bit he's like funny and then um, episode eight and he's like, like you know these books they cause mistakes burn tree down yeah, he literally like he he feels so much more like he, he is classic yoda he is yeah. yoda from empire strikes back and return of the jedi the yoda that i personally love mm-hmm. and he's a puppet again which is so yeah. <laughs> great because I, CGI Yoda is just off-putting to me. Uh, he, he's he just, so much better. As he a looks way more character. appealing as yeah. a puppet, and not yeah. even just because it looks better, but it just—I feel like just it fits his character he's, more. He's not a frustrating character like in the prequels. He's <laughs> and and like you know, even like you know, after so long, he's still like teaching Luke lessons, and he's like you know. Yo- like Yoda learned from Luke and Luke is still learning from Yoda. Yeah. Um and like Luke is very much in Yoda's position in Empire Strikes Back where it's like, you know, he's he's training someone with the Force and they're getting frustrated because they have like, you know, friends that they need to get back to, they have people yeah. that they need to help. Um and they have ideas about the Force that aren't necessarily true. And it's the teacher's job to kind of teach them all, like teach them what the force is actually supposed to be, um, and uh, I don't, I just, I mean, I can't even really like explain, like in depth, just the way, just the way that the scene makes me feel. Just I feel like it just it works just on nice every. To see it just works back together. Yeah, it works on every level. I feel like it elevates one of the themes of the movie, which is failure and like learning from mistakes and like dealing with past failures um it also like you know yoda burning the books like because luke was gonna burn them out of cynicism but yoda burns them because he's like you know you don't need them like like your connection with the force isn't reliant on what these books have to say you know uh just everything about it it just it just every single time i watch that scene i get the same feeling that i feel that i felt when i first saw it in the theater you know, yeah. It's just, it's just I feel I feel like back in the best way. out of every single scene in Star Wars, that that one moment just sticks out to me. You know, see that's the thing about Last Jedi. It's not a perfect movie at all, mm-hmm. but it has all these like best scenes. Like you ask anyone, it's like, what's your favorite scene in Star Wars? They're not gonna go pull something from the prequels. Yeah, unless it's Anakin. <laughs> unless yeah, unless it's the, it's the the episode three fight, but. But, like, that's not one specific scene. That's the whole fight. If you were asking one scene, mm-hmm. it's probably going to come from The Last Jedi if mm-hmm. they've watched it. Or, and if they don't uh, despise it for yeah. no reason. Well, I mean, I guess they have their reasons, but they're kind of... They're I mean, dumb. This is a, yeah. this is, this <laughs> is a dark yeah, rabbit hole to go down, but oh, yeah, a lot I, of them are pretty thinking dumb. Thinking about it, we've, I don't think we've ever done... Like, we've reviewed every single other Star Wars movie up to now. We've never really talked about our favorite scenes from any of them. Yeah. I think that's just because there's so many good scenes. Yeah, it's, like, it's just a testament to what... So well. Yeah, right? it's just a testament to what Last Jedi is. Uh, it, it does 
take risks that not everyone responded to in the same way. But I just feel like what it does bring to the table is some of the best we've ever seen. Uh, and that's what makes me excited for episode nine. Yeah, I really, I really do hope that. Even though I love Force Awakens and it's my favorite, I hope uh, we get I feel, more I feel like, like we did in the Last Jedi. Yeah, I feel like Rise of Skywalker. I'm going. I I don't want to like go into it like with preset expectations, but I really do hope that it doesn't lose sight of what Last Jedi was trying to do. Just because there was backlash to it, I don't want it to be that thing where like they change certain things or retcon certain decisions, like raise parents. Like, you know, race parents don't need to be significant, but I feel like that if they were going to retcon something, that would be something that they yeah. would change just to please the people that hated uh, Last Jedi. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so we've talked about everything Last Jedi, but one thing. Hux. No. Because, oh, <laughs> because we did, I actually do want to... We can talk about Hux. Yeah, talk about Hux first, and then I'll bring up the last Okay, part. yeah, because we, were gonna, we did say we were going <laughs> to... Hux in this movie is so great. He's Snoke being like, come here, bitch. Yeah. Snoke is great, too, because I feel like he's way more threatening just because he's actually there, and you see his power other than him just giving orders to other people. Yeah. Um, but Hux, you know, like I was saying, the, the thing that makes me love his character is that he's obviously, like, kind of, like, out of his league. Like, <laughs> he wants to be more commanding than he is, but he just can't do it. And I just, I just love... Like, the scene, like, just the little things with him, where, like, he's, like, talking to Kylo Ren, and Kylo Ren just doesn't even listen to him, he, like, slaps him against the wall. No, and yeah, he, he was over. like, um, I'm going down there to talk to Luke, and he's like, don't get distracted, our, our main goal is to, and he just yeah. throws him against the wall. Yeah, and the, guy, and the, the other guy's like, right away, sir. Right <laughs> and, like, the one scene when Finn and Rose are captured on the, the Star Destroyer, and Hux just walks up to Finn and just slaps him, and yeah. he just, like, has, like, this quick little smile. Like, oh, God, I love that. He's such a funny character to me. He's trying his best. <laughs> he's, he's really out here trying his best. He's trying. Yeah. So, okay, wait. So what did you okay, want to say, so Nick? Okay, so we didn't best talk about the fight. After Snoke is killed, mm-hmm. Rey and oh Kylo Ren versus the Knights. That That's my true. favorite fight in Crap, any Star yeah. Wars movie. That fight was, that was amazing. so good. I Like, it's above Anakin and Obi Wan for me. Oh yeah. How did mm-hmm. we not talk? I almost talked about it when we were doing when we were talking like, about episode because seven. I feel, I feel like, and then yeah. I forgot <laughs> to talk about it when we were doing this. No, that I feel like we did bring up Last Jedi a lot when we were talking about the other movies. No, but. because that like for me that's the highlight of the of the character development for like uh, Ray and Kylo Ren's story together mm-hmm. is them. Tr- like fighting against a common enemy is something that we yeah. we haven't seen in any really any other Star Wars. Movie. Yeah, I'm starting to think Episode Eight might be above three for me now. Uh, yeah, maybe it's it like starting be. to tie with seven and eight as yeah. we're talking about it. It's because like, three, because I mean, you know, three is really good too, but it's also really flawed. And you know, Last Jedi is fantastic, but it does have its flaws too. Yeah, um, but like it's even getting up to seven for me. Yeah, it's like and, yeah, it's just because I feel like. Unless Rise of Skywalker completely blows it out of the water, because you know Rise of Skywalker does have a lot of pent up expectations to live up to. Um, That's just gonna bring more. Yeah, I I do feel like most of the most memorable moments of the sequel trilogy are gonna come from Last Jedi. Yeah. Um, so much. Like I didn't even so realize yeah. almost all that stuff was in Last Jedi. I thought it came from Force Awakens because I liked that movie. So <laughs> yeah, much. we kept bringing up Last Jedi when but we were when, talking about Force Awakens. But when I watched Last Jedi, I'm like. Everything good is in this movie, and everything <laughs> bad is in this movie. Force Awakens was the average one. <laughs> yeah, 
I mean, I can see why the movie yeah. is so divisive, but it's also so mm-hmm. good. Yeah, it's it is hard for me too because I really do love everything this movie does, and you know, I did say Force Awakens is my favorite. I do kind of feel like the hype, the highs of this movie do overshadow the highs of Force Awakens. Yeah. Uh, but I feel like Force Awakens is perfect at, for what it is. Uh, but I don't. I don't know. I don't know. I, I was like, I remember after after I um after I watched this, um, my girlfriend asked me. She was like, or I mean, I asked her. I was like, because we watched them together. I was like, how would you rank them? And and she was like, I don't know. I need to think about it. And she was like, how would you rank them? And usually I'd be able to tell you right off the bat. But, but after I can't do it eight, anymore. We're just lost. I can't like, do it anymore. Why did we not like these as much as? Yeah. I think after watching one, two, and three. We gained so much respect for seven and eight because yeah. <laughs> they're so much well. Yeah, they're so much better put together than yeah. the, the other. Yeah, there's movies so much were. that happens in these movies, and there's so many like different like pros and cons that you can't. Mm-hmm. I can't discredit a whole movie when there was like that many great scenes in the movie just because it had some bad scenes. Yeah, like it's easier, so much easier to rank the scenes than just to rank. The movie. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, this movie is just something else. <laughs> I, I mean, we didn't even really go in depth about the throne room scene, but that just... I mean, you just have to mention it, and everyone yeah, knows I mean, what it is. Yeah. That you have Rey... Just, there's so many memorable moments. Yeah, Rey and Kylo Ren killing Snoke and then fighting a whole... Like uh, the the yeah. I think there were eight of them. Yeah, like yeah. and like like you know like they're Rey, supposed like, to be passing... the most yeah, yeah. The most powerful like guards that they have. Yeah, and just like you know they do they do struggle against them, but like just all the the parts with them like working together and stuff like especially with like Ray throwing Kylo Ren the lightsaber and then he turns it on he just turns it on and off again but yeah. he just goes through the guy's head. That is that was awesome. I think the most that is disappointing not a part fighting move that is respected by <laughs> the most the disappointing Jedi Council, yeah, I will is say. that an honorable weapon. I wanted Ben to turn good. Yeah, but I feel like that I feel like it's almost better if he doesn't. Yeah. I, I was kinda I kinda felt that when I watched the movie too for the first time. Where I was like when he when like he turns to her now, I just feel yeah, like when he turns to her after the fight is over and you realize that he's still bad, you kinda go like, Oh no, you were so close. But I also feel like that's really good because like I was saying earlier, Snoke really only exists as a placeholder until Kylo mm-hmm. Ren takes yeah. over. And, and now that Kylo it is Ren kind of has interesting. this opportunity to just take everything, you're yeah. just like, Why would I go to the rebellion? They have nothing. Yeah, he has all that power and that I feel like that's gonna make nine really interesting because he is in charge of this gigantic like evil like, empire yeah. but he does still have conflict in him i feel like that's it's just so like much... anakin in episode three he knows he'd get so much power because he's so much more powerful than everyone else but he doesn't want to do what yeah. he's doing yeah I, I it's so much better to have them have a have a way to see how well they can work together mm-hmm. against a common enemy but if they, if they were going to make him good now it would kind of it would it would not would be as in, be? yeah it wouldn't be yeah as great it would be Hux is in charge of the first order <laughs> i would getting watch slapped that. around oh by... my god that would be incredible i would yeah, i would, but I would watch that, that i would Captain but it would not dead. be if they were if they're gonna make him good i i'm glad that they would wait till wait nine. until nine to do it just and just like vader at the end of episode six exactly yeah so. but it, it made a lot more sense to me to just have them see how well they can work together as like opposite characters yeah 
they worked amazing together. It was mm-hmm. perfect. Yeah, and that's a dyna- that's a dynamic that we've never seen before mm-hmm. in a Star Wars movie. So, uh, I mean, okay, so let's think. Is there anything we haven't covered? I think we got it all. I'm pretty sure we got it all too. We covered all the bases. We talked about Last Jedi during the review on Seven. <laughs> yeah, we just <laughs> yeah. we talked about Last Jedi for most of it. I feel like I said like ten times like we're gonna come back to that. We said um, we already talked. about Oh yeah, BB-8 in this R two's BBA talk beating up all of the yeah. guards and then him taking the walker and be like, Haha, yeah, it's like die. it's like in 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 Force Awakens he's just kind of like silly and like a little bit mischievous, but I feel like in this one they kind of go all out with it with like him like he shooting in a walker. he was in the walker he was shooting the coins at the guards in the casino oh my god like he stole the pirate or not the pirate ship well i mean the, i guess it is technically a space yeah. pirate thing but he did he stole that ship with that with the the code breaker yeah you never really think about how much the bb like little droids can droid. do yeah until they go and do it and yeah. come I'm out pretty of sure a walker po- and start shooting <laughs> i'm yeah. pretty sure pope program that droid that have some sort of feelings because no other droid has feelings r2 well c3po yeah what's wrong with you (laughs) i've never i've never thought that a droid like that could have like expression until i saw him in the walker and his head was shaking and it looked like that's what i love about like i feel like bb8 carries the spirit of r2 because r2 was like that in the originals where he didn't speak english but you could he did convey a lot of personality i feel like the way that bb8's designed with the way that his head can move around super freely <laughs> mm-hmm. uh kind of lends to that expression even more and yeah. i feel like that's the reason i love him so much he's just he's another character he's a cute little guy he's a great character i really hope to, to see the trio of c3po r2 and bb8 destroy in episode 9 but not the be re- destroyed, right? No. Okay. Destroy good. themselves. Like kill everyone in their path. Oh, okay. Yeah. You know R two and BB eight are capable. Oh yeah. R two in the prequels is insane. <laughs> like, like Hello Battle Droids, <laughs> time to catch you all on fire. Yeah, spill oil everywhere and then Damn, what kind of moves is that? <laughs> yeah, he didn't have any of those in the originals. Uh okay. So, one more time. Anything we didn't cover in last Jedi I th- I think that you want to talk it. about. Now I think we're good. Okay. So uh, I think we should rate them. We should rate them and because then end it, and yeah, then. because right, it would be weird to rate them after Rise of Skywalker. Yeah, so we just talked about because it now. because they're not going to be fresh in our minds like they yeah. are now. So, uh, who wants to go first? I'll go. I'll go first. Are we gonna ju- let's do both movies at once this time. All right, I'm giving them both nine out of ten. Wow, well, real? Well, not even a yeah, not even rating. a silly rating. I'm just, yeah. I'm straight to the point. They're both amazing movies. Yeah. Like, after w- rewatching, talking about it, it's like The Last Jedi's so much better than I remember it being. Mm-hmm. Okay, Gabe. I, I respect that, yeah. And agree with it. <laughs> 9 out of but 10. For both, both movies. <laughs> I okay, no, crazy. I mean, I can't... <laughs> see, rating them both the same thing, I don't think... Like it's, before, I watched it. Now I I don't think I would have done that, but now I get to like actually look into it. There's mm-hmm. so many good scenes. Like in they're eight. two completely different movies, but like when you put it all together, they're both like equally they're both good. They're gonna be high yeah. ratings for me, so why not yeah. nine out of eight? Nine out of eight. <laughs> wait, 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 yeah. Nine out of BB eight. Nine out of B- nine out of ten BB eight. We're we're continuing in the trend of like silly ratings we tried uh, no but i so, still i still gotta rate it high like yeah uh it was great so uh force awakens for me 
it's perfect for what it is um it made made me fall in love with star wars again uh it, if i want to do silly ratings i give it uh five death stars out of star killer base I hate uh, <laughs> if i want to give it a real rating uh five out of five loved it um damn he gave it a full 100 percent. yeah and you know what well because that's his favorite <laughs> yeah you're right and like technically speaking i would give last jedi four out of five just because it does have the like, he does have its flaws some, yeah but i do feel like the highs of it do i'm even if i am gonna give it that score i That's feel like i, I still 10. feel like it's worth saying that the last jedi's heights are some of the highest in the entire star wars series uh and they reach higher than force awakens uh they're just they're just different so uh i love them both uh, and I hope that when we watch uh, Rise of Skywalker, that same response will be elicited. Mm-hmm. When we come back with nine, we're gonna have full list of each of our favorites. Are we? <laughs> we're gonna make full list one through nine. We'll do it. All right, I'm I'm down for that. And I mean that'll be in this episode. That will if be you're in listening a couple right now, seconds, yeah. If you're listening right now, that's this is about to start in a few seconds. But we're gonna see this. It'll be a couple days after we record this, and then we're gonna edit it all together. Uh, but you're about to hear our thoughts right now. Yeah. Uh, so, so I mean, any before we get into that, any last minute predictions you want to? Oh, predictions for nine. Let's mention not talk nine. about them. Let's let's not look stupid. Just end it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know what? Better safe than sorry. Yeah, because especially because it's not a separate video. If we did do predictions, then they're instantly they're gonna instantly get wrong. <laughs> so anyway, well, uh, thank we're you for listening go so far. Stay tuned. Watch nine now, and then we'll be back we'll in a few later. seconds. Yeah. Uh, Okay, I mean, I don't, I'm not even going to say bye. Because, There's no real bye. All right. just... just keep listening. Rise of Skywalker thoughts Listen to this now. great music. <laughs> all right, so uh, we've all just at various times and days saw star wars the rise of skywalker and this uh complete episode is gonna be way longer than i thought it would be now so yeah i thought it was much shorter when we like chat when we were checking off last time yeah we normally like naturally pace ourselves pretty well (laughs) but we 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 spent an hour and 20 minutes talking about just episode seven and eight more like we spent 40 minutes talking about episode eight and 20 minutes talking about (laughs) episode seven yeah so uh we've got a lot to talk about this complete episode is going to be pretty long but we'll probably release release this as a separate part uh eventually anyway at the Uh, same time so uh (laughs) in order to try to keep this relatively brief uh i have i have a bulleted list that's not gonna work of of things i mean we're gonna go off i'm sure about everything and uh, jump around a lot i will Uh, i will but before we get into that uh since this movie is relatively new, uh, do you guys want to sort of give a non-spoiler, just general thoughts before uh, we get into it? It's my favorite Star Wars movie. It might be my favorite movie of all time. I'm not sure right now. I'm still <laughs> trying to... I'm going to watch it a few more times before I make my final decision, yeah. but I think it is my favorite Star Wars movie. I am so just relieved after watching it. <laughs> like, all my dreams came true. Yeah. I and guess. I mean, I just, every question it's everything was that I want in a Star Wars movie. 
It'll... <laughs> I'm, I'm like waiting for you. That's like... the end of that thought. <laughs> All right then. Yeah. See, I, 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 like Nick said, I need to see it a, a, like probably a couple more times and resonate on it a little bit more before I can really say like what my like final, like genuine final thoughts on it are. But as of right now, I was worried going into it that I wasn't gonna like it as much just because of what critics were yeah, saying, what people were complaining about it. I loved it. <laughs> I, I like, I don't really, I mean, obviously, you know, there are things that you can pick apart. The movie does have problems. Uh, all the sequel movies have problems. All, every Star Wars movie has problems. I mean, every movie has problems. But, yeah. Like, Gabe and I are big parts of the Caribbean people. Yeah. And yeah. Oh, I was even gonna, I was even gonna say, this movie almost reminds me of Pirates of the Caribbean yeah, 3. Yeah, oh, because, wanna... because <laughs> the forbidden movie that I'll never watch with you ever, even though I've seen it with you before mm-hmm. but uh it does remind me of that movie in the way that it's it is the finale to this trilogy and it's like it's it's long and somewhat convoluted at times but it is a satisfying end to that trilogy of movies uh and if you're a fan then i can't see how you wouldn't be satisfied yeah. by it and i feel like the critics were like people are always saying oh star wars is pandered by critics and all that stuff I mean, in Disney, just, like, pace critics, but no. If you've seen the Pirates of the Caribbean scores compared to the audience scores, they're just like Rise of Skywalker was. Mm. It's funny Super to me that this, like... And then the audience is like, yo, this movie is the fucking bomb. <laughs> yeah, it is really funny to me that the reaction initially to this, because I've seen a lot of mixed stuff on Twitter and stuff, but it is interesting that the initial reaction seems to be the exact opposite of The Last Jedi, where Last Jedi, critic reviews were really high, audience score was really, well, not not really low. I mean, it could have been a lot worse, but it was... I think it was lower. It was, it was, it it was, was like 44. That's yeah, pretty low. That is pretty That's low, pretty because low. people people review-bombed it because they didn't like it. This movie, they the, those same people could have done the same thing, again. But the critic score is 53, and the audience score is like 86 as of right now. So... Yeah. It, it is it is very interesting to me the, the way that people are reacting to it. So, uh, yeah, guys, Disney doesn't actually pay critics because they trash <laughs> a lot of their movies. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, I really love this movie, and there isn't really a whole lot else we can say about it without going into spoilers. So if you're a Star Wars fan, if you consider yourself a Star Wars fan and you haven't seen this movie yet, please go see it. Uh, do yourself a favor. <laughs> yeah, we're like, talk to like I, a lot I was talking with everything. other friends earlier. This movie written out sounds like garbage, but once you <laughs> yeah. see it yourself, like you watch the in movie the context and you of enjoy it, it's it, really like it's an amazing film. Yeah, they do it, so but if right. you just read the script like a lot of people did, they spoil themselves. They're like, "This is garbage." Well, not even that. Like, just people leaked like stuff that was gonna happen in it yeah and then like people were like that's so stupid but then they watched the movie like our friend tristan he didn't like he didn't (laughs) like the idea of the script but when he saw the movie he's like this is amazing yeah he'll Uh, appreciate that yeah we'll put put his face on the little (laughs) box (laughs) yeah (laughs) (laughs) like a like a link to his instagram or something just in just for scrunched up for the 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 two for the second that we say his name yeah all right so please go watch this movie uh, now let's get into a uh, full-on spoiler discussion with all our thoughts. So, uh, like I said earlier, in order to try to keep this 
I mean, we're not obviously we're not gonna rush through this, but in order to try to keep it relatively brief, so that this episode points. isn't forever, we have a talking point, and we're uh, not as unstable right now. Yeah, we're probably we're probably not gonna be able to stick to this uh, too solidly. But my first uh, point and uh, a couple points, I guess, would be uh, because they kind of go hand in hand is uh, the dynamic between. Uh, the three leads, Ray, Finn, and Poe, yeah. and the humor of the movie. It was amazing. Uh, I thought, because like like we said earlier in this review, it is weird that at the end of The Last Jedi, Poe goes up to Ray. he's like, hey, I'm Poe, and we're like, <laughs> this is the first time they're meeting in this trilogy so far. But now they're all together. This takes place a year after Last Jedi, I think. Two years, so, I thought. I, I, I thought it was two years, too. I, looked, I read something that said it was one. Oh. Uh, I, mean, I, I don't know. It, it doesn't really matter. They're still training. Yeah. It's a little while, and they know each other. Yeah. So they're all, they're all friends now. They all have like a sense of camaraderie. They all like. I think we should start character by character. Yeah. Let's start so, with Finn. Yeah. So, uh, Finn in this movie, uh, I feel like they don't. Well, <laughs> I feel like he's the comedic relief aspect of the group. Like he's him also, and C three PO are like yeah. comedic relief. Yeah, but he's been taking I mean, some more charge in this movie. Yeah, like he he was up on the um. He, he's like kind of fighting back with with Poe at some moments when like mm-hmm. you know he gets emotional and wants they, wants everyone to yeah. be safe. I feel like him and Poe especially have like some pretty great moments just because this is some this is something I'll get into later. But even though they're the three of them are together a lot, um. Ray a lot of the time like senses something like with the force and like goes off to do something. So a lot of times it's, it is it's Finn and Poe together. Yeah. Uh, both of them I feel like had a really good dynamic. <laughs> something interesting that they do uh, with Finn is that I mean you know they they cover a little bit uh, his stormtrooper past. You know there's a new character in here that we meet uh, that also comes from a group of def- defected stormtroopers and that kind of introduces us to the concept that finn is force sensitive yeah uh, yeah and yeah. i i do i do really like this because the reveal we'll get to we'll we'll talk about later um but uh one of the things that i did like about this trilogy so far was the idea that anyone can be force sensitive yeah uh, it's more mystical. and i think but, there was also like i heard someone telling me how only jedis can use lightsabers like it, well, it's a Jedi's weapon. It's a Jedi's weapon. Typically. And, like, anyone can use Finn it. Finn used but, it. Well, I mean, yeah. they, like, she gave it to Finn when they were in the tunnels. To like, hold. she knew oh, he yeah. had some sort of force, like, sensitivity. But a lot of people were like, he's not a Jedi. He can't use that. Mm-hmm. I mean, Rey wasn't a Jedi, but she was force sensitive. So, mm-hmm. like, maybe they knew Finn was force sensitive this entire time. But they just weren't going to tell us. I mean that's possible. I feel like because that's it's just... be- it was a better way to convey it by showing us through his mm-hmm. emotions Maybe than like just... making him a Jedi because like that wasn't his destiny. It could just be like it takes the force to turn it on because like the crystal inside is is the power. Well, I comes think from I the think force, anyone can it? I think anyone can turn on and technically use a lightsaber. It's it's the weapon of the Jedi, so the Jedi are the one that master using it. Is are, it also but... does it take force to make it? Maybe? Well, it's typically a. Like making a lightsaber is sort of like a rite of passage for a Jedi. Yeah, I think so. Finn's force sensitivityness is gonna be the one thing that's never explained to us ever. Well, I mean, ever. assuming that we're not gonna get get another trilogy. another. I mean, pretty I much nothing from this movie that was left off yeah. is gonna get explained unless they have some sort of book or like the love story between Finn and Ray. 
Oh yeah, that's sad. <laughs> like yeah. that is like I want to tell you something. Yeah, it, it's like, like come on, they Disney made Frozen two this year, and they waited the entire movie for. Yeah, I was off. worried that was gonna be the same in this movie. I was worried that Finn's uh, role because there is a lot of moments where like he senses that Ray is in danger and he wants to go help her. Um, yeah. But I thought I, I thought that his role was basically gonna be reduced to like he wants to tell Ray that he's in love with her, but he just can't do he it. Can't. And he can't find the yeah, right I'm moment. I was like, oh god. I'm happy that wasn't the yeah. goal. No, yeah. yeah, no, he's 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 really good on his own. Poe is really good on his own. I love um, Poe. He was probably my favorite character in this movie. Really? Like, I mean, know, I've always really loved Poe. Like but. his character arcs. Episode 7, he's this badass pilot. He's praised by everyone, praised by Leia. Mm -hmm. Episode 8, like, everyone's telling him, no, just stop. Yeah, be patient. Mm -hmm. Be patient. Yeah. And then episode 9, he realizes he's nothing like Leia. He's not patient. And, like, he's gonna get everyone killed. And so in the end of the movie, when he realizes, he thinks he made a mistake when he didn't, Mm -hmm. he's like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry, guys. But when the whole, like, rebellion came behind him, he just, like... (laughs) <laughs> he grew in power. He's just like, guys, we got this. We're gonna win. Yeah. And like, I loved his arc. And I think by far he's my favorite character in all of Star Wars. Really? Wow. Wow. Yeah. I mean, I, I because like I told you the other day, like my favorite characters are come from the sequels, and like mm-hmm. through six, seven, and eight, Poe was my favorite. And nine, his character arc really made him like attached yeah, to me yeah. like he was kind of an asshole in the beginning of nine and <laughs> yeah. i like that because it was part of his character i can see that I, I i think it's also cool too uh, you know a lot of this movie is about him coming into his own as a leader uh and um there's the one uh scene between uh, him and finn where they're fighting over whether to go get ray or not uh and then he and, says, and, he, and he said he's not a, leia yeah and, and, and then like, he says that well uh, well he says you know i'm not like, leia yeah. and then finn says that's for damn sure yeah and, I'm and like, i was like oh, oh damn, damn. I thought they but, were gonna fight. See, that, that's yeah. what I'm talking about. Like Finn, and <laughs> my my our dads dynamic. are fighting. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, you know, in the end, you know, him coming into his own, he is very much not the same type of leader that Leia is, but he is still He's, a good leader by the end of it. Yeah, uh, and I really like that. Um, so I guess now let's talk about Ray. Um, I really liked. I got sort of the same feeling from Rey in this movie that I got from Luke in Return of the Jedi, where we've been away for a little bit, and she's, like, even though she's not a master, like, Jedi yet, uh, you know, she still has, a, like, a little bit of a ways to go. Um, she's been training, and she is becoming stronger with the Force. So we get to see her, uh, like, become, like, we get to see her more effortlessly use some of her skills in this movie like the healing. like like the like the effortless like jedi mind tricks with the, the oh, stormtroopers yeah, yeah. and like I almost I forgot was, about that yeah. it happened so fast yeah and literally the first scene we see of her is she's in the forest and she's like meditating and she's floating off the ground and all the stones are circling around her like I, that was such a cool introduction for me the whole training scene in the beginning was just so cool. oh yeah when she goes to the jedi training course i didn't like you know i didn't think they were going to allude back to it with luke and leia yeah. But that was that was amazing. Dude, that CGI shot of Luke and Leia was amazing. <laughs> Going back to yeah. episode, like the end of episode six when they were training, and it in made Endor. so much sense. Oh, They've man. been. I'm. I am glad that because because you know in this movie it's implied that Leia has been uh, training Rey. Yeah. Uh, with the Force, and you know before you know 
Especially like, after Last Jedi when she kind of just uses the Force to pull herself back to the like, ship. She's not a Jedi. Yeah, everyone, you, you know, she hasn't had any training or anything. This movie reveals to us that she has, and that might have been something they wrote in just to kind of correct that. Like, yeah, it is weird that she didn't have any training. <laughs> I feel, but, you're right. <laughs> but not like, even just for that scene, but just in general, because she does realize she is a Skywalker. She I feel is like Force J. J. sensitive. J.J. Abrams, so. like, that was his intention in the seventh movie, that she had some sort of Force training, but wasn't going to reveal it, because, like, yeah. in nine, like, she gave up being a Jedi because she had the kid, mm-hmm. and she didn't want to have all that stress on her. Yeah. And... I also, like, I am glad that they established that she had Force training in the past, with or Jedi training with Luke, uh, but I'm also glad, because, you know, you said the CGI, the young versions of them look good, uh, because, you know, they have, uh, have obviously been working on this de-aging tech for a long yeah. time. Mm-hmm. I am glad that it's just a glimpse talk- of the past and yeah. not, like, a whole scene, because if they showed them, like, Talking, talking to each other, yeah. it, I would have, you know, you would have been, able, I, it would have yeah, taken you out of it. It was just a tiny scene. Been able to tell. It was just their faces, yeah. and it was kind of covered with the mask, yeah. so it worked. Yeah. yeah. If, if they kept talking, it'd be like Tarkin in uh, Rogue One, where, like, you look yeah. at it at first, you're like, oh, that looks really good, and then the more he's on screen, and the like more he talks, figure. you're like, ugh. It's like yeah. you go to one of the wax museums and see Obama, and you're like, yeah, that's not Obama. See Obama. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I am I'm glad that they established that, and I think it's cool that she trained Ray. Uh, I also uh, this is kind of I need to keep track of my my points uh, because this is kind of jumping around a little bit. I do really like uh, Ray's dynamic with Kylo Ren in this yes. movie. Oh, that was course. that was one of the best parts of Episode Eight, and I feel like they bring it further here. That's my favorite part of the whole trilogy is like their. Well, in They're... seven they were going to kill each other. Mm-hmm. Well, I know, yeah. Well, it, it wasn't as much in seven. It was so eight and nine. Better. It got it got yeah. way well because better. by connecting them through the through force. the force, like you know they they do initially just like exclusively hate each other, but then they kind of like they start to understand. Like each after other. Yeah. Ray yeah. stabs Kylo Ren, she's like, "Oh shit, Leia didn't want me to do that." Yeah, and, yeah, <laughs> and that that's sort of like because a lot of this movie is. Like Kylo Ren trying to bring Rey to the dark side and like Rey resisting it. Yeah. So. And then Leia the like doing her Force being bringing Ben to the light. That was super cool to me. Yeah. Like, that was her goal. Yeah. And it made it work because like she's Carrie Fisher's not alive, so they couldn't do yeah. a lot with her. I think. But they did a ton with her. Yeah. She was gonna like Leia in general. This... I feel like her role in this is impressive because yeah. she, uh, you know, Carrie Fisher obviously passed away before filming her scenes for this movie so her performance in this movie is exclusively archive footage they have of her that they wrote scenes around and i feel like in some cases you can tell but it's really pretty much the best they could do and i'm yeah. impressed with what they were able to do with it i didn't know like yeah. anything about that i would have thought I it was just like yeah the actor reading the yeah. script for this movie yeah and I, I like the only scene i feel like where it is noticeable is the one scene where like Leia just walks into the ship and Maz uh, Maz Kanata tells R two like like she knows what has to be done she needs to use the last of her energy I'm like you know they probably would have handled that differently if they had her available to I don't portray know the if character they killed her in nine if she was actually there I think they I mean I think it works for the story so I feel yeah. like they I feel, it works I don't for know pose. if they I I feel like regardless it was good closure for her yeah, i was very way, satisfied seeing... like, without leia passing he wanted to yeah. become the yeah. leader he was and in the end like seeing leia and luke just together watching Rey, yeah like yeah. that i i want that, was, that moment that was satisfying 
And also, uh, her, like, you know, Ben at the end of this movie, or Kylo Ren, is obviously redeemed. He, he embraces his Ben Solo, I guess. Uh, I, don't, I don't really know what you would call it. He just goes back to using the name Ben Solo. He turns to his the light side. Self. And actual, yeah. uh, I did really like, you know, uh, his sacrifice at the end of the movie afterwards. He fades away and Leia fades away with him, which I thought was really nice because that's kind of like their destinies fulfilled like her destiny was to, to what yeah both both of their destinies were basically to like end the, I, I i don't really there's there's a smarter way to say it yeah. essentially <laughs> end the war bring balance bring peace uh her i feel i see it more as like specifically like leia's leia was supposed to redeem him and he was yeah. supposed to end it all um because so he is he is I, a skywalker what i find so. interesting yeah is back in the prequels, in episode one, they find Anakin, and they're like, he's the chosen one because he has all this force power. Mm-hmm. And then, like, throughout the Skywalker history, it's never a Skywalker who's the chosen one. It's actually a Palpatine. Mm. Which, if we're gonna t- keep talking about Rey, it's time to talk about who she really is. Oh, yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> so and, then, and then, I mean, in order to even talk about Rey's origins, we need to talk about Palpatine in this movie. Uh, which I was, so it was really good. I was, was so I was worried weird. because I feel, I do still kind of feel like it's almost a little bit of a retcon. Uh, like, you know, JJ Abrams, I don't know how much truth there is in him saying like, Oh, bringing back Palpatine was the plan from the beginning. Uh, I honestly feel uh, like because, it was because even in George Lucas's version of the sequels, Palpatine lived all nine. Oh really? I, think I didn't so. even know that. I think so. I don't know because I've been sure. re- I've read about George Lucas's plans for the sequels and I didn't I didn't see anything about Palpatine. I feel like Palpatine but... was meant to be in all nine. I don't know for sure. We're gonna have mm-hmm. to fact check that later. But I do, even despite the fact whether or not it's a retcon, I do feel like it works in this movie. Uh, I, um, what was I gonna say? <laughs> I was like because I'm going back and forth between. There, there's a problem I have with it, and then there's also the good stuff. The problem I have with it is that it makes Snoke less threatening in retrospect. Yeah. Uh, just because, you know, at, at the very beginning of this movie, we learn that Snoke was essentially not not even just, like, it's serving Palpatine was, like, a genetic, like, I guess creation. a clone or yeah, something I mean, created cloned, by Palpatine in order to... Chris, according to this article, it was originally George, George Lucas's idea to bring Palpatine back. Oh, it was also George Lucas's idea to have Luke isolated on an island, so... I feel like, <laughs> like Jay kind of, like, I've started he, to deviate from that, but when, like, I feel I like went back to do it. Certain I, ideas were carried over. I, I think if he... I think J.J. was trying to respect George Lucas as much as possible, but also not make it terrible yeah <laughs> i think like maybe if he wanted if he was planning from the beginning to follow directly in what george lucas was gonna do he was mm-hmm. gonna have more hints towards palpatine yeah throughout if the he first had looked, two. if he had directed last jedi he probably would have put some teases in Something, there for palpatine yeah yeah uh sort of like you know like in empire strikes back you see vader getting the suit put on so you see you get a little glimpse of him outside of the suit yeah. um but like, like you know, just something like Snoke reporting was, to a higher power. Or I'm something. kind of a little happy we didn't get anything about Palpatine in Episode Eight. Yeah. It was a really good surprise to hear about it in a trailer. Wasn't there <laughs> like one scene in one of the movies where you heard his laugh or something like that? That was, was, I think, that was just at the end of the trailer. It was a trailer. Oh, okay. But, um, 
so the pro- like I said, the problem I have with it because Snoke, I feel like I've always enjoyed him as a character similar to the the role the Emperor played in the original trilogy, where we don't really need to know his backstory and he just kind of exists for Kylo Ren to overtake. And I do like he is especially in Episode Eight, he's like threatening and like super powerful. I feel like just the to know Emperor that he was like created Snoke to be his body that he can move around. I mean, the Snoke didn't really do much i think the besides snoke is just a clone actions. of the emperor like, but like a failed clone. i don't i don't think it's a clone i think like well, he, he created a, a puppet chamber yeah well i mean that that is essentially you know now yeah. that we know the the full story that is that's just kind of a thing where i'm like i, I would have even liked it better if snoke was just a guy working for the emperor yeah instead mm-hmm. of just like a genetic creation that the emperor had planned all along I would have uh, liked if it was that little boy. It's the hog. Wait, which which one? The one that was like Master Skywalker. Oh yeah, <laughs> there's too many of them. There's too many of them. Oh my god, that would have been amazing. Do? But uh, the good thing, uh, the thing that kind of got me on board with Palpatine being back, because I was like, how are they going to explain him coming back to life? Because he freaking fell down this giant hole I mean, they, in like, the Death Star. Like and blew I told up, you before we but, watched the movie. They explained it in episode three, and then he said that ex- same exact line in episode nine. Which... Yeah, well, see, that's what I'm saying is that 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 alone was enough to make to justify it for me. Where, you know, Ben or Kylo Ren goes up to him and he's like, "I'll kill you," and he says, "I've been dead before," and then he says, "The dark side is a path to many abilities some consider to be unnatural." And, and you know, it might not make sense if like people watching this haven't seen episode three or something. But like they should, you know, have. if you're gonna watch, yeah, if nine, you're gonna watch the you conclusion, watch but but yeah, but that because I had to, I had to explain it to to my my girlfriend after this, uh, that that's where that came from, and that's why I was excited over it. But you know, the tragedy of Darth Plagueis that he tells Anakin in Episode Three is about his master learning to use the Force to give life to to like dying or dead things, uh, to, in order to save the ones that he loved. But that's a um, Jedi trait. Well, it's just, it's, well, he, he says it's like, you know, it's something you can do as, if you're powerful enough with the dark side. Yeah, but we learned that that's a Jedi trait. Well, well, well for, Jedi force healing heal in general is an idea that they, that they use a lot in this movie. But I feel like that certain thing, like, because Palpatine is basically undead for most of yeah. this movie. And think- that, that sort of resurrection is what he's talking about in the tragedy of Darth Plagueis. Yeah, the, so. the Jedi I think have like healing properties for others, and the, the yeah. Force the Sith, it's more it's more restorative. The Sith whereas, like try to restore themselves. What I yeah. respect so others. much about Force healing is the fact that they did it in the Mandalorian episode <laughs> that had a teaser attached to it about yeah. the Rise of Skywalker. That was that was pretty smart. Was smart. I mean, not everyone obviously not everyone watches the Mandalorian, but I, I but and should. I do think they establish it well in this movie in a simple way with yeah. the snake. But, with, but, but I do them, think it's like because that is one of the things where you feel like fans that were mad about stuff in the Last Jedi would be like, oh, you couldn't do that with the Force before. But know, like, but, like they the just allowed was, they, time. They put it in the Mandalorian, which is the series that every Star Wars fan loves. Like mm-hmm. anyone who's watched it has nothing bad to say about it. Yeah. So they did it in the Mandalorian. Then Rise of Skywalker came out, and they're like, okay, we did it there. It should be okay here. They're just and testing yeah. things so in the Mandalorian. Yeah, that's the first thing I thought when she used it. I was like, "Oh, that's like the Mandalorian." Because well, I mean, that's the f- that's kind of the first time we saw that. Yeah, and it's um, it's weird that it's not like a that's thing why they released it. T- and now that two, they have before. it in, they're gonna use it like they used it like four times in this movie or three mm-hmm. times. 
Yeah. I think the three major parts are the snake and then when Ray heals Ray. Kylo after stabbing when, him yeah. and then the end when Kylo saves Ray. Yeah. Um, Transferred all Well, I mean, there's also force. the bit where, like, it's not really healing, but, like, Palpatine, like, steals their life force yeah. when See, they're I trying to fight See, I think that's, him. that's what the yeah. Sith's version of healing is, is yeah. they can take others, like, yeah. life yeah. for their own. Uh, and so, aside from enjoying the justification of Palpatine's return, he's terrifying in this movie. Yes, <laughs> Like, he's, like, he's, like, weird and creepy in Return of the Jedi, uh, and he starts to, you know, get to the more threatening part in the prequels. He's, like, he's, like, because the Sith in this movie, you basically, other than, like, you know, based on what we're told before, we can basically assume the Sith are just basically evil Jedi. They're portrayed as, like, a death cult in mm-hmm. this movie, and the setting is really creepy, and there's giant statues of him everywhere, and he has tons it's of followers, and there's, like, a ritual yeah. of him, like, like, when Rey, like, strikes him down, he's gonna, like, possess her or something. It's really creepy, and, like, just every scene that he's in, just the way that he's lit and the way that he talks and the amount of, like, the amount Dude, he I'm, commands every scene that he's that in. The way that he talks, I'm so happy they got the actor back from Emperor Oh, yeah. No, no one else could play the Emperor no. other than Ian McDermott. That McCurman. is him. Like, that's the Emperor. Yeah. But... I, like, because of the Emperor's return and, every, like, everything going on in this movie, this is the first time watching, like, a Star Wars movie that I felt nervous the entire time. Mm. I was like, so even watching Mandalorian, like not wanting Baby Yoda to die. Mm-hmm. Like I don't feel that nervous because they won't kill a fucking baby. But like watching, you don't know that. Watching, you don't know. I don't know. They might <laughs> next Star episode. Wars. But Star Wars, like watching Star Wars Nine, I was nervous the entire way through. I was like, it was insane. I was just like paying attention because I'm like, someone could die mm-hmm. any second. Like even yeah, when they were gonna kill, they killed Chewbacca. I oh, thought yeah. it was real. I thought, oh, like, I crap, thought he was man. actually dead. This, this is the last. See, one. I knew he wasn't dead, but it's only because of I remembered the scene in the trailer yeah. where he's flying with Lando. But like, if you That's go cheating. and watch, if you watch <laughs> the movie, you'll feel like, oh shit, did they just kill? Yeah. Jesus? Even though I knew that, I was still like, oh shit. But that that wasn't even like, and like even like other than just the Emperor talking, like like the scene at the end where they're trying to fight him, they they like fight off his guards, like you know. No, with relative not. ease. But then as soon as they turn to him and try to fight him, he's just, like, throwing them around with the Force. Like, like he's able to instantly stop them and steal their life force and everything. He's, like... It's, like, actually, like... What it should the first, be. <laughs> it's, like, even before I didn't feel like the Emperor... Like, even though he was super powerful, it was pretty much an equal fight on both sides. Here you feel like there's basically nothing that you could do to stop him. Like even other than you know what happens, which we'll talk about. Goes, but. Boom to all the ships, and I'm like, no, they're gonna kill everyone. What yeah, the hell yeah. is happening? Like I actually thought they were gonna end Star Wars with like the Emperor winning, and I was like, what? I knew they wouldn't do that. It's just, but, a, <laughs> I mean, it felt like that, but uh, you knew Infinity they wouldn't. Infinity War. Yeah, it, I mean, it does kind of feel like you know, even though you you figure it's the end of the saga, they have to have a happy ending. Uh, that there there is that thing where like. The hopelessness, the hopelessness goes on for long enough where you're like, oh shit, like what's gonna happen? Yeah. Um, you know what? Back when we were talking, we were talking about how Pirates of the Caribbean two, Pirates of the Caribbean three, Infinity War, Endgame, Star Wars eight and nine mm. all have the same storyline. How? At the end of Star Wars eight, Disney. they kill most of the resistance. Mm-hmm. You said Disney, I like that. <laughs> yeah, they're all Disney. <laughs> and like, then at 
the beginning of Star Wars 9, they have some people built up again. And at the end of Star Wars 9, they have everyone helping them, and they win. Yeah. Just like... That, that's another thing that I was going to say was kind of similar to Pirates 3, was that there's the giant like fleet of ships yeah. at the end. Mm-hmm. Like, they have the giant fleet at the end, and yeah. it's like Infinity War, they lose all their people, and then at the end of Endgame, everyone's back and yeah. fighting. Yeah. I mean, hey, if it ain't broke... I mean, that's the way to end works. a Disney saga. That's, that's, <laughs> that's their formula. Yeah. It seems to please people. Mm-hmm. I mean, I really like that way. Of, I, I yeah, like all these on Infinite Earths is doing the same thing, so... Mm. Yeah, yeah, true. But I wouldn't know about that. <laughs> I, I'll talk yeah, about it. I'll talk about talk it when about it ends, it. Yeah. so like next month. <laughs> yeah. I'll catch up and then um, talk about it a bit. And I probably won't watch it, but it's still pretty cool that it's a thing. But Star um, Wars. Yeah. <laughs> so Star so Wars. we've talked about Palpatine. Now let's talk about the reveal that Rey is Palpatine's granddaughter. That's not uh, coming. So. <laughs> I did not see that. I knew I, they were going to. I was like. I was under the impression going into it that they were going to make Rey related Somewhat, to someone important. Like something. Yeah. Which is kind of sad because, you know, it's just kind of the Star Wars thing now. Where, like, Bloodline. oh, like, like, you know, even if it's supposed to be a plot twist, you kind of see it coming. I do think... I knew... Even though it's right like... Right at that moment when Palpatine told Ben, I know who she is, and that cut, mm-hmm. I knew, I was like, Rey Palpatine, see, that's I kind of, I kind of thought that at first i kind of like i was like oh maybe it's that maybe it's something else the moment i kind of figured it she would be related to palpatine was when they're fighting over the ship with the force and she uses the force lightning yeah i was like was oh like, shit oh well, that's She's definitely fucking palpatine i was thinking it like at the kind of at the beginning when when he reveals like i i know who she really is and mm-hmm. kylo ren was like who is she and then he got that like the giant smile, smile. Yeah. i'm like that's kind of weird. Why would he know hey, so much? Mm. That's what I just said, right? I mean, <laughs> a I little mean, bit. <laughs> like, but I want I mean, more yeah. depth, so I'm better. Ooh, <laughs> there's gonna be a fight. <laughs> um, but yeah. So even though the reveal itself wasn't all that shocking, I do think, in the grand scheme of things, I feel like if they were going to make her related to someone, because I'm still of the opinion that she could have just been no one and it would have been fine. Uh, and and even the end of this movie where she becomes like basically an honorary Skywalker probably would have been the same. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Because that doesn't rely on her being related to anyone else and renouncing her family name or whatever. But... I think I was fine that it was Palpatine just because she was so powerful. Yeah. And like it was, it was revealed she had parents yeah. in Episode Seven. It gives like, a similar sort of conflict to Luke being related to Darth Vader, where it's like he's he's scared of the dark power in him because he's related to like one of the most powerful like yeah. dark side Lord. users. Yeah. And also, I feel like for this trilogy especially, I feel like it works because the main villain Kylo Ren is the descendant of the heroes from the last trilogy. And then we find out in this one that the main hero was the descendant of the villain. Yeah. Uh, and they both kind of go against their role uh, it, to some degree. Um, so, I end, I like even though that was a retcon that I was afraid was going to happen, I still liked how they handled it in the end. Uh, so, I was glad because I was worried they were going to even if they were going to do something like that, I was worried that it was just going to be like, oh, she's related. It's not important. Just people complain that she wasn't important, so 
we made her important for no reason. No, I, I think re- from the beginning it was planned that she was the daughter of Palpatine. Mm-hmm. Just because in Episode Seven when she's fighting Ray, she does the Palpatine jab. Yeah, see, I don't, I still don't buy that. That's a, that's a tease for her being related to Palpatine. I'm, we're gonna have to watch that. <laughs> the after lightning this. is way better than that. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> yeah, but there was only one Star Wars. Character. Like, I don't think anyone watched that originally and was like, "Oh, that's a Palpatine move." No, that's <laughs> like, why I heard of it because when I was watching mm-hmm. when I was watching reviews of Episode Seven, people mm-hmm. were always like, "Ray's doing the jab just like Palpatine did." Like, that's why yeah. people started thinking that in the first place. <laughs> and was then like, J.J. saw that, and he's like, oh, that could work, True. actually. Yeah, he's just, J.J. Abrams is just reading Reddit. Like, like <laughs> J.J. Abrams. All right, put that in YouTube there, put that in there. <laughs> yeah, not that. Yeah, swipe right on that one, yeah. Yeah. Um, I want to talk about uh, a couple things. First off, uh, I want to go back to Kylo Ren for a second, because I am a fan of his redemption. We've talked a little bit about his redemption in this movie. I want to go a little bit more in depth on him because he really stuck out to me in this movie. I do kind of wish that they spent more time on him just because he is, you know, in a movie called The Rise of Skywalker, he is the one that is an actual yeah. descendant of the Skywalkers. So it is weird that he is sort of a side character in this movie, but I still really liked his redemption arc. And especially because, you know, at the end of episode eight, he becomes the supreme leader after killing Snoke. Uh,. And at the beginning of this movie, you definitely get a sense of how, like, threatening he actually is. Uh, Because, you know, the movie, literally the first scene of the movie is him just killing a ton of people uh, Mm -hmm. to get the Sith Wayfinder to find uh, Palpatine. Um, But even after that, you know, he doesn't plan to join Palpatine. He plans to turn Ray to the dark side and uh, join up against against him anyway. Which is funny because that's what happens anyway. But just on a different side. But yeah. Yeah. I, I I really like Kylo Ren in this movie before he turns two. Because I feel like once he has his mask put back together, he's so commanding and like his like even like when he was in the mask in The Force Awakens, you kind of get the sense that he's not like you know, he is sort of like still a little bit timid because of his conflict. But he's very commanding in this movie, and he, I feel like he came across as way more threatening than he, he did in The Force Awakens. Guys, I think we know Chris's favorite sequel character. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, it's also BB-8. like... <laughs> yeah, that part where like uh, Kylo Ren and Rey were fighting on by mm-hmm. the water and the uh, the Death Star... Oh, yeah, the Death rubble. Star wreckage. And yeah. like he was tiring her out and overpowering her. Yeah. I was like, that, that's pretty like powerful yeah. stuff right there. If it wasn't for Leia interfering, he probably would have killed her. I don't think yeah. he would have killed her. He, or, oh yeah, no, he wanted, he wanted to turn her to the dark, side, to the dark but, side, but like you know, but he would have. She would have been helpless him. against him. Yeah. Um, she, he would have taken her lightsaber and yeah. done something. Kylo Ren with a blue lightsaber. That was <laughs> so satisfying. That oh, gave man. me like giant yeah. Anakin Obi One vibes when those two were fighting side by side. With oh blue my god! Can I talk about when? <laughs> She made it disappear behind her, and he just pulled it. Oh, out. that was so awesome! Amazing. The whole last fight of this movie. Well, I guess you know, not 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 to distract from talking about what we were talking about. That whole last fight is so cool. With with between, I, I this is kind of leading into the next thing I want to talk about. Uh, but the the just the way that that last fight scene plays out, and the way they use the force 
uh, is really cool to like like pass the lightsaber between them. Uh, yeah, that's a that that was kinda, a really satisfying moment for his arc. That's a new thing. Like I think even yeah. after like the lightsaber parts, like are we gonna talk about the ending now? Fight scene. Well, well, I want to talk. I want to finish talking about first uh, Kylo Ren because, Let's like I said, then. he is he is very threatening, and he is like trying to manipulate Ray, um, but you know, Leia interfering kind of kicks off his transition back to the light because Ray stabs him uh, once he lets his guard down, but here, like the combination of Leia reaching out to him. Ray healing him, healing him, and then his memory of Han Solo, which was awesome. That was uh, Harrison Ford returning. Up. I did yeah, not I was so. I really wanted Her- Her- Harrison Ford to have a cameo, but I was like, they probably won't because not only does Harrison Ford not really want to do it anymore, <laughs> but he's not he's not connected to the Force in any way. So it, it would be really weird if he had a Force ghost. They or couldn't something. end it without him. But yeah, I was so glad that he was there, and I'm glad, like, even if it was kind of like, you know, like, really, like, that's like, it's just like a memory, like, but, like, you know, it's kind of a weird way to explain it, but I don't really care, because I'm glad that he's there. It's exact, it, it mirrors the, like, moment that he killed him. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. But it, it turns out to be exactly what you wanted to happen. At the, happen. at the end of Force yeah. Awakens, yeah. He yeah. does the opposite. He, pulls, he gets rid of his lightsaber. Yeah, he pulls the lightsaber out, yeah. and then throws it away and smiles as yeah. dead. I thought that was really satisfying. It was really satisfying to see Harrison Ford on screen again in general, mm-hmm. especially because I had no idea he was going to be there. But just I that said, that scene like... <laughs> as the the final nail in the coffin for Kylo Ren's transition back was perfect for me. And so that scene leads right into Luke Force Ghost. Oh yeah. Catching the so, lightsaber. <laughs> so that kind of leads into the, ne- the the next general point I wanted to talk about, which I feel like people are saying that some of the things in this movie are blatant retcons of The Last Jedi. I don't feel that way. I, I feel like it builds off of what The Last Jedi set up really well. Yeah. Uh, one of the things, uh, especially was, uh, and we talked about this a little bit too, was the way that the Force connects uh, Rey and Kylo Ren. Because before it was Snoke slash the Emperor doing it. Uh, now they're just kind of, Kylo Ren can pretty much do it. He can pretty much bridge their minds. They, it was, I really liked the way they did it in episode eight, where it was just kind of, you know, it cuts back and forth between them, and there's a little bit of, like, a connection between their physical environments. Here they go all out with it, where, like, the camera's, like, swirling around them, and and as it goes behind them, it changes locations, and, like, they actually, like, have more physical interaction with each other's environments, and, like, you know, Kylo Ren uses that to figure out where Rey is when she's on the Star Destroyer, and, like... Ray uses it to hand him the lightsaber in the last fight. And I feel like that's, like, people will say, oh, you can't create new Force stuff, but these two are the strongest Force users in all of Star Wars history. Yeah. So, like, it's completely possible for them to do anything. Yeah. And I always thought that was a cool ability in, in The Last Jedi, so I was really, like, I was really excited to see them take it further and, like, go crazy with it in this movie. Um, yeah, I'm like, so happy with how they, like, fixed the Force, basically. I mean, like, you know, they made it a more, you know, mystical thing. Oh, yeah, contrary to, like, the prequels, right? Yeah, and then now, like, it's... So many people are having these different abilities. Mm -hmm. They show, like, the healing. They show the... I don't know what it and is. Like, like I don't, manipulation of objects. Yeah, I don't space. feel, I yeah. feel yeah. like you can teleport can't things argue or, with what Ray and Kylo are doing just because they've proven to be 
the all-powerful being. Yeah. yeah. Like, you saw Anakin, he was super powerful. Luke was super powerful. Mm-hmm. Palpatine's super powerful. Like, he's more powerful than these two are. Mm-hmm. But, like, these two specifically are, like, the strongest Jedis. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I said earlier, too, like, the Force is sort of, like, the ultimate plot device. And it's, like, more, like, you know, not, like, you know, characters can use it to do absolutely anything. But it is cool to see it evolve as the movies go on and, like, used in different ways. So even removed from the fact that they're the two most powerful, like, Force users, uh, I still think it's a really cool way for them to use the Force, especially in terms of visual creativity. I like to think that, like, the Force is a tool, but it's not like it picks a side. You know, it gives the powers to both the Jedi and the Sith, and the, the power comes from, like... I feel like in this movie especially, it was like the past users of e- of either the yeah. light side or the dark side. Yeah. And Palpatine was the culmination of all the Sith yeah. and it versus the culmination of all the Jedi. Yeah, which was one of the best scenes in the movie. <laughs> but uh, my we'll get to that. <laughs> I mean, we could talk about the favorite scenes later. Yeah. But uh, amazing. Yeah. So uh, in terms of the way they use the Force, I feel like it built off of The Last Jedi really well. The other way I feel like it built off of Last Jedi was Luke. Um, because, you know, people are saying, like, oh, the way Luke acts in this movie is contrary to the way he acts in The Last Jedi, and that's a retcon. I think it's just character development. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. like, he learned, like, obviously, by the end of The Last Jedi, he learned that being in exile wasn't gonna, like, help anything. Like, like he removed himself from the situation because he was devastated because he basically caused the rise of the First Order and Kylo Ren uh, because of his mistakes. But, you know, Yoda teaches him that failure is the greatest teacher and that he can't also lose Rey just because of that. Uh, so And, like, originally he wasn't going to go back into that final battle in 8. Yeah. Like, he was going to be like, whatever. He literally says at the beginning of 8, like, you think I'm going to go out with a laser sword and face the whole First Order? <laughs> and then he does. Uh I mean, if, like if, that's it showed character development in it. Yeah, but see, and then this is just I feel like a continuation of that to where like you know, him catching yeah. the lightsaber and saying like a Jedi's weapon should be treating treated with more respect. That wasn't like saying like, oh yeah, the scene the scene where he throws away the lightsaber in the Last Jedi was pointless and stupid. It's just that he his head was in a different place at the beginning of that movie, and then over the course of that movie, he learned from his mistakes. And then used that. I mean, he's literally telling so. Ray, who's trying to follow in his footsteps, that he learned, yeah. and that that's not the way to go about it. Yeah, it's a trilogy. If something, if they're ending something in the last one that they started earlier, mm-hmm. that's not a retcon. That's the ending of a story. Yeah, it'd be weird if Luke ended off the trilogy being super grumpy and cynical. Yeah, you can't. It's not like three different stories. Yeah, and they're they're trying to override one. They're they're starting one, and now mm-hmm. this is how his character ends which i'm like pretty happy with yes i feel definitely. like this is becoming one of the biggest problem with moviegoers being like oh i can go see a movie even though i haven't seen the rest of the series it's like people oh. going into the avenger movie feeling like it'll be oh, fine. going into endgame like but i even think it's just it's sort of an expectations sort of thing especially because there was such a gap between the original trilogy and this one yeah to where people have their own idea of what luke is supposed to be and then if it's not exactly what they imagine then there's backlash I mean, so, that's, that's you, something this big. You always have expectations, and then yeah. if they don't meet them, you're going to be upset. Yeah, they were never going to please anyone with the sequel trilogy. They, so I mean, it's hard to please anyone with anything. Yeah, but like, if you're gonna 
watch a movie and then try and watch the rest of whatever <laughs> came mm. before that movie. Mm. It's a franchise. Yeah. It's not something like you can't go into a episode seven mm-hmm. only watching episode one. That yeah. Well, I even feel like even though the sequels are better if you've seen the original trilogy, um, and there's even something to be said to be said about the effect that the prequels have on the original trilogy. Like there are certain things that are cool. Um, I I almost feel like one through six are sort of like you know that's sort of like Darth Vader like the core Skywalker story, and then the sequel trilogy is sort of a complementary story. It's about the kids of Darth Vader and their kids. Yeah, it's kind of yeah. It's like the generations afterwards. What yeah what the after effect of everything is and like, how they're gonna mm-hmm. keep balance. One thing I saw somewhere was that they were. That people were saying, um, oh, the sequel trilogy is retconning episodes one through six, which I think is completely stupid. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, Darth Vader killed Palpatine yeah. in the sixth movie, but like Palpatine said, he can avoid death. Like, yeah, and, and Anakin still plays a part in defeating him for good. Yeah, like so. he pushed him into like the shadows for. 30 years yeah which it's not it's not like he didn't fulfill his purpose you know yeah like anakin wasn't the chosen one and we've learned that like they thought he was because he was so force sensitive Mm -hmm. but later on you learn it's not anakin well even still like just the fact that like he you know he does turn into darth vader against what the prophecy says but then he does kill Pal- Palpatine that's sort of the prophecy the fulfilled the yeah he still fulfills his role in that yeah. so I don't I don't feel like the sequel trilogy retcons that I mean he brought balance but... to the force for a time being it just if it gets unbalanced again there has to be a new yeah chosen yeah. one to bring balance yeah again yeah which was uh, Ray in this one yeah and you know what for all we know the cycle can continue into infinity even though this one does feel like the be all end all it it does kind of like you know there's always the chance for more like sith or like dark side users to rise you know the dark side is never going to go away because balance is important all but... i know is that if there is any like if they ever do a anything after episode nine mm-hmm. i don't want stormtroopers yeah like what i just don't want to i don't I, i'm i was i'm been fine with the first order i think it's a cool evolution well, of the empire i don't want the empire again if they well, go the further thing into is, the future the emperor <laughs> created the stormtroopers he created the first order yeah now that he's completely gone mm-hmm. if he if they create a new sith i want something else yeah, yeah. i don't want any more be, be a little bit more creative with go it. with that cult um, thing that cult thing was yeah uh, the scary. Oh, yeah imagine a cult <laughs> as the like evil side Ugh. I would add that was mad. that was t- terrifying enough in this movie. Okay, so we were talking before about <laughs> the way that Luke's character development built up from Last Jedi. Uh, one more thing I want to talk about before my my final uh, major point: uh, Hux in this movie. <laughs> Let's we, go, Hux. We talked oh, about Hux being awesome in The Last Jedi because he wants to be more commanding than he is and he's just weak and just can't do it. In this movie, <laughs> he's a spy inside for, of the First Order to try for the Resistance. Kylo Ren down. Only because and, he doesn't want Kylo Ren to win. Yeah, and I thought that was awesome because he's obviously jealous that Kylo Ren is in power instead of him because at the end of 8, he tr- he like 
goes to like try to kill him but then he wakes up so he doesn't try to fight him because he knows he can't win uh and i thought that was awesome how like he was like i don't care if you win i just want kylo ren to lose (laughs) and the only bad part about that was that he got shot right afterwards? What yeah. a I, what a dad! I really wanted him to be fighting alongside everyone I else at the end. Ben yeah. to be like, okay, you're coming with us. Yeah, like yeah. like like he could have been sort of the sim a similar role to what Finn was in the Force Awakens, where he's been inside the First Order, so he knows he can help them. Yeah, uh, it I feel like it does make more sense for his character to not really care which side wins and just only help them out because. He, he, he hates like Kylo Ren. Ren. Mm-hmm. Like, he uh, showed them the first yeah. two movies. So, in a way, I'm kind of glad they didn't do that. I'm just sad that he went out so quickly because if, I love him. If they were going to keep, like, going with these with the story, mm-hmm. it would make sense for him to, after, like, Kylo Ren turned good, be the one who leads the Sith mm-hmm. like, again. But, I mean, I'm kind of... I'm okay with his death. I just wish he got more time fighting yeah i was honestly surprised at the amount of like minor major characters they killed in this movie minor major like, characters. because you know episode <laughs> that's that's complete opposite to like each minor other. and major characters oh okay. oh yeah, yeah, yeah. like because in revenge of the sith they had to kill all the characters because that was the whole point of the movie like order 66 and yeah stuff. but this movie they just kept killing people like, what about your blonde what, girl? What do you mean? Like, I'm trying she's to remember. She's brown-haired like, now. I was confused. <laughs> the only major... <laughs> oh, yeah, She true. dyed her hair. I was so confused. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I'm trying to remember, because I really don't remember major deaths other Huck's than died. Leia. Ben. Leia. Well, yeah. But see, that's the thing. Leia's death and Ben's sacrifice. Like, Well, see, and not, that, not, not that I saw Ben's sacrifice coming, but it didn't make sense. Yeah. C-3PO in the context of the story, died. oh yeah, he died for a bit. <laughs> that and was R two came. R two's like R two's uh, like I don't yeah. like this. Um, I actually had the memory the whole time. Mm-hmm. See, that was that was one of my one of my only kind of like issues with the movie was that three PO in the end his memory being erased. I kind of felt like it was really only for them to put that dramatic line in the trailer where he's like, like taking one last look at my friends. Yeah. <laughs> because literally, oh my God. literally, not only do they, because I think C-3PO is awesome in this movie. I think he's really funny. But literally, after that scene where he's like taking one last look at my friends, they don't take erasing his memory seriously at all. Erasing his memory is something that's already happened before in the series. And he gets it back almost immediately from R2, which is something that he said before wasn't going to happen. I think so, the only reason R2 didn't do it the time before is because they told him not to. Well, I don't... Well, not... I mean, as soon as he meets back up with R2, he restores his memory. Yeah. But but no, he sa- he says R2 wouldn't be backing up my memory. Well, no, he I, says he... You I, just, I just think that was kind of a cheap yeah. thing. You said you he, they, they couldn't trust his memory like, banks, but, I mean... Come on, that's R two D two's best friend. They could, yeah. yeah. I well, mean, I I don't know. They just kind of had a lot of moments where they made you like, uh, like despair for a character. Like they made us think mm. that Chewie was dead. They yeah made us think R that's true. R two D two was gonna be gone. Yeah. And basically. I do still like that's why the movie made me so nervous because I didn't know when they were actually gonna kill someone yeah. or not because they made everything go so fast. You don't have mm. security with the with the final movie. Like, you don't know anyone's yeah. going to go past <laughs> yeah, true. this. The, the, I will say, the best part about, even though I sort of just complained about it, 
I do think the best part about C-3PO's memory being erased is the line where he's like, they're literally about to do it, and he's like, oh, I just thought of something else we could try. And, <laughs> and they cut him off. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up, 3PO. Yeah, yeah. no, if we're going to talk about him, I love how, like, yeah. comedy I love movie. how, like, big of asshole to Finn and Poe are to 3PO. Yeah, because yeah. everyone was an asshole to 3PO in, in the original trilogy. And they're just like, uh, shut up, 3PO, we don't need to hear it right now. Yeah. Uh, I don't I don't remember where we where we started talking about that, but... Uh, Who knows? Okay, what was I... Uh, oh yeah, no, we were talking about you were talking about deaths and stuff. Uh, I kind of want to. I forget what I was talking about before. I feel like the final sort of thing I want to talk about to end it off uh, is uh, the the cameos and the fan service in this movie. Yes, fan service was necessary. Yeah, I feel like That's how people... do you end something without fan service yeah see because watching this movie i was kind of getting the impression like are they gonna do the end game equivalent of star wars and there is hints of that in this movie but you know there's like callbacks and cameos and stuff but i also feel like and it's not like end game in the fact that end game is literally like they go back in time to the other movies there's a ton of jokes and recreations of scenes and callbacks yeah whereas this movie it's just sort of to kind of tie everything together and i think they did it perfectly i think they did it perfectly i don't i don't really get where the complaints are coming from in terms of fan service yeah, uh, if anything if you want to complain about fan service in a movie this year go complain about endgame yeah. that, was that fan is service. literally yeah <laughs> and i feel like that even yeah. works well for that because they kind of have you know they have the the they had the 10 movies of or 10 years of consistently making movies they had like over 20 movies so they kind of had the fan base built up for like expecting some sort of thing like that where like you get a sort of payoff for being a fan i feel like here you know it is still a contained movie and it's still part of this specific trilogy and the but, but it, there's enough like it, it's just enough to where you feel like if you've been watching every single star wars movie since the beginning it's like there's payoff for certain things and it's satisfying as like you know there's the callback in the beginning with him saying the line from the tragedy of darth plagueis but then like you know luke raising the x-wing luke raising the x-wing in the same style as yoda and like you know lando comes back in this movie he's flying the millennium falcon again with chewie uh and (laughs) palpatine's back lando's back yeah luke skywalker is there solo is there This is the best yeah. movie ever. <laughs> I mean, and especially towards the end, there's a lot of, like, I, I mean, obviously the biggest one is Rey is about to be defeated and she looks up to the stars and she hears the voices of all the previous Jedi Masters. Yeah. That was probably, like, that, that scene was so exciting to me because I was, I went into this really, like, I, I, I didn't know exactly what to expect but I was really hoping that Hayden Christensen would have a cameo, mm-hmm. and he does, mm-hmm. and it's awesome. Uh, and not, it's not just him. It's like, you know, it's Hayden Christensen, it's Ewan McGregor, it's Sam Jackson, uh, Sam Jackson, Liam Neeson. Liam, Neeson. Liam, Neeson. Liam Neeson, even like the voice actress Yoda. that played Ahsoka in the Clone Wars yeah. is there. Like, like just and like other characters from the Clone Wars whose names I can't even pronounce or remember. I think it's just <laughs> like anyone that was ever like a, a master Jedi able master. to become a Force ghost. Mm-hmm. Except I looked it up; Tallhead guy was not there. <laughs> yeah, Yikes. which is kind of sad. Maybe he but, was. He just didn't get a line. Like 
he was going to say something, just, but then Ray he, got he, off. He, he, <laughs> he like, did it in oh. spirit. They probably um, just, like, focused it into anyone that, like, surrounded themselves with Skywalker. Like, yeah. Mace Windu was killed by him. Yoda mentored yeah. him. Well, I mean, if you watch the Clone Wars, tall head guys around Anakin. But it doesn't really matter. It doesn't take away from the effect of the scene. <laughs> uh, I was I'm just... picking this I remember, much. like... It was it was so exciting watching for the first time because I like sort of realized what they were doing slowly. Like I, I like the, I started hearing right the voices. Away. I thought it was just going to be archive clips, but then I heard Hayden Christian say Hayden Christensen say like you know like Ray overcome the darkness as I did or whatever, and I was like oh shit they're actually like they actually and especially because it starts with uh, Ewan McGregor as Obi Wan saying Ray these are your final steps rise and take them. Especially because in The Force Awakens, in Rey's vision, you can faintly hear him say, Rey, these are your first steps. Yeah. So, that was really good closure as part of that scene. I, I love how in uh, in this movie, it starts with, like, Palpatine letting Kylo Ren hear all the voices of the Sith. Mm-hmm. Like, um, he was like, I'm every single like voice you've heard in your head and then you heard like vader's mask and you heard oh yeah yeah like, yeah you hear snoke yeah you yeah. hear all of that and you know that like he is all of a sith and mm-hmm. at the, in this moment you finally realize how much sh- like jedi she has in her yeah yeah exactly um and i feel i feel like that's also especially satisfying because not only is she fighting palpatine in the moment but she's the descendant of palpatine mm-hmm. so it's kind of cool that the descendant of the most evil person in the galaxy ends up being the culmination of every hero in the all, galaxy yeah all the jedi so i thought that was awesome but other than that scene which is, i think is probably the biggest instance of fan service there's a lot more stuff there's like the the guy i think is i think his name's wedge he's one of the pilots in a new hope that did the death star run uh, he shows up in the finale. Um, mm. Anthony Daniels, the guy that plays C-3PO, he shows up yeah. as a pilot in the finale. Um, oh, does he? Yeah. I think, <laughs> I think John Williams makes a cameo as a character, but I, I, I don't remember seeing him. Uh-huh. But apparently he is in the movie somewhere. Um, Chewbacca finally gets a medal at the end of this movie. Yes, of uh, course. Which I, I've seen. It's really weird. It's just one of those things where like I've seen people complain about it, where it's like, you know, I didn't need to see that. I was like, yeah, yeah you didn't need to see it, but... I mean, what's wrong with it being there? Yeah. You know? It's feel, just kind of like, you know... I feel like the fan service was done perfectly with this movie. Yeah. I did too. Like, they weren't forcing it. Yeah. And if you watched all nine movies, you understood. hmm And then, um, at the end of the movie, we do see familiar planets. Most of the sequel trilogy has taken place on familiar planets. They do go to, uh, to uh, Endor... I don't know if it's the same moon... As the one from Return of the Jedi, but they do go to a and an Endor moon. It probably was because um, Ewoks. Well, they show the Ewoks at the end of this movie, which was something I was going to mention because they show they show Cloud City, they show uh, the Endor moon with the Ewoks, and mm-hmm. I think Warwick Davis is still playing the Ewok that they show. I don't remember his name. Um, and then you know at the end, Ray goes to Tatooine and buries the lightsabers. Um, yeah. But uh, I I don't know if the one the moon they go to. Uh, to, and they fight on the Death Star ruins. I don't know if that's the same one, just because Star Wars typically likes to keep each planet just a singular biome, mm-hmm. and I don't know if like <laughs> I don't know if like they would like because it does look very different than the Endor moon that we're used to. Uh, and they do. I feel like I, if I remember correctly, the way they worded it made it seem like it was on a different moon mm-hmm. uh, than the other one, especially because they show it at the end and they do look very different. Uh, 
but I don't know. Um, but yeah, all those those locations uh, show up at the end, uh, and uh, I feel like probably the final bit, which isn't even like a legacy thing, uh, it's just something really cool, is that after Le- after Ray buries Luke and Leia's lightsabers in the sand, uh, it's revealed that she built her own lightsaber. And it's a mm-hmm. yellow one, and it's the first time... I mean, we've seen yellow lightsabers in other things. This is the first time we've seen it in, yeah. in one a, of the theatrical movies. The movies, yeah. Uh, so I thought that was really cool. Uh, and that even was... though she gives her name as Skywalker at the end of the movie, I feel like that sort of like represents... like Even though she is sort of carrying on their legacy in a way in terms of what they fought for and what they represented, she is kind of coming into her own as like a warrior. Yeah. Um, and I think you looked it up earlier, and like a yellow lightsaber is sort of... The it's, symbol of fighting off the Sith. Yeah, that's what it so is. So I thought that was really cool because, you know, obviously the whole movie is about her fighting off the Sith. So yeah, it makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, I mean, like Nick said, I, I think they handled the fan service pretty no, much perfectly. Yeah, it was it was, it was very in yeah. perfect ways. Like Luke came right when he was needed mm. to. Han was there when he was needed. Not like yeah, just thrown yeah. in. Honestly, to, to make a cameo one to thing people. that they could have over fan serviced and I would have been fine with was if they had all the Force Ghosts walk in. Yeah. See, that's that's what I, see, want, yeah. that's what I was thinking. I feel like it's probably – like I was thinking about it because I think it would have been cool if we got to see them. I really did want yeah. to see them. But I also felt like it would have been a little bit weird because, you know, I, I especially with Ewan McGregor as Obi-Wan, um, they kind of like – you know, Obi Wan has appeared before as his older self as a Force ghost. Yeah. Um. And so it'd be kind of weird. Well, see, yeah, and Anakin, Anakin being replaced by Hayden Christensen in Return of the Jedi was a special edition retcon, mm-hmm. uh, which didn't make that much sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I feel like, you know, maybe they would have been able to get away with it, but also like some of the actors from the cartoons that didn't show up in the live action movies, that they didn't work. have yeah. actors. <laughs> so. Yeah. Uh, I mean, they could have, you know, done the makeup and made them look like that for that one scene. But I feel like it's probably for the best and less complicated in terms of lore that they just stay voices. Plus, it would have been hard to get all those physical people there. Yeah. And it's uh, it's easier. It might have been, like, possible for some, but not for all. Let's be real. It'd take an extra million dollars just to get Sam Jackson on (laughs) set. Or or Liam Neeson, yeah. Liam Neeson back or Sam Jackson. What I I wanted... I wonder how much money it took for them to get Han Solo back. (laughs) A lot. Yeah. (laughs) What I I wanted at least, like, maybe one Mm -hmm. force ghost to, like, when she was on the ground and, like, yeah, basically cool passing out. If someone pulled, I, I wanted it to be like Obi Wan mm-hmm. <laughs> coming to pick her up or something, mm-hmm. and then like pointed up to the sky, and then you heard the voices. Yeah, of everyone else. Yeah, see Luke and Luke and Leia showing up as Force Ghosts at the end that's on Tatooine. Good. That's enough for me. That's that was that was really yeah. good. the most satisfying. Yeah, that was how it should have ended, and I'm happy that yeah. it ended that way. Yeah, me too. Uh, so. I think that's pretty much everything I wanted to cover in terms of what I really liked about it. I did kind of go over uh, most of my problems uh, when we were talking about it, which are, like, things that I'm relatively forgiving on. Um, it's, it doesn't really get me angry either. Nothing, yeah. nothing in this movie. I mean, <laughs> yeah. We talked about I think, everything. Yeah, I think the only thing that was a little – that bothered me, which is a very minor thing, uh, but it's the only thing I haven't mentioned yet, is that – uh, the Sith Wayfinders felt a little bit weird to me, 
especially because the Sith are kind of represented as sort of like, I, I, I don't know, even though they conjure up like a ton of Star Destroyers and everything, they don't strike me as the type to use like a technological compass sort of thing. Yeah, but, so when I saw that, all I thought was just like Endgame, when they were going to find the stones mm-hmm. or parts of the Caribbean, they were getting the pieces of eight. Yeah. It's just a treasure hunt <laughs> they for need whatever. A thing. Yeah, but I mean... <laughs> At and least, at least, Disney. like, I mean, maybe not in the term, in terms I mean, of pirates. Chris did it too. Yeah. Maybe not in terms of pirates, but in, at least in, in the Marvel, in the MCU, the Infinity Stones were set up in all the other movies, and they're kind of implemented into each movie in a way that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, it's a weird, and, but, like, thing they throw in. Yeah. Uh, and that wasn't, that's not even that weird, but one scene that was a little bit weird uh, to me that I feel like prob- I probably would have done a little bit differently and this is again a very minor thing um but when they're on the I- when ray is on the island with luke uh and you know kylo ren destroyed uh the sith wayfinder uh that she had um and she's like you know like i need she needs to go find palpatine uh and she- she's like the wayfinder was destroyed and luke is like you have everything you need i thought what that meant was that because she's related to Palpatine, they're connected through the Force, so she could use the Force to, to find, find her him. way to Palpatine. Yeah. But she there's, just ends up going into Kylo two. Ren's. She just ends up going into Kylo Ren's ship and stealing the other Wayfinder. I was like, oh, okay. So the the it was pointless to worry about the fact that Kylo Ren destroyed the Sith Wayfinder. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She uh, had it that yeah. whole time. I feel like it would have been cooler if she just used the Force to find him. I, I feel like I, that'd I, be dangerous because then he. He'd know that she was coming. Yeah, mm-hmm. I felt like it. They should have made the Wayfinder a more force-using thing in general. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's the planet of the Sith. You you would need to like access the Force to have it guide you to in to the, the planet. End, is mm-hmm. what I would hope it would be. I think the Wayfinder was just a way to introduce all the different characters, like. Like, because they go all over the place. And yeah, like, they get Lando, and then uh, Poe's wannabe girlfriend. Oh, yeah. And, <laughs> yeah, and, the, and then the X-Storm The X-Storm trooper. Maybe yeah. they needed a questing item. They, need so they, they just needed something to chase after yeah. to they take needed them to, get, like, to, to find the characters. map. Yeah. yeah, and I feel like it, it whatever worked. it was going to be, this does the job. It's it fine. <laughs> I just wish it was a bit less technological and more force. Yeah. Well... I mean, like the prequel said, it's science. But I mean, yeah. <laughs> like Thor said, your ancestors call it magic. None of these things are that bad because there's. It's hard to find things mm-hmm. to not. See, like yeah. About see, the most movie. of my problems are things I'm either, I either don't care that much about, or they're so <laughs> minor that I'm like, it doesn't really. <laughs> in the grand scheme of things, I'm not even really gonna think about it, other yeah. than when I'm trying to think about things to pick apart. I loved this movie. It was amazing. <laughs> I thought it was awesome. Uh, so, I mean, that's pretty much all okay, I have so to say about it. Okay, so we have two more it. things to do. We rate them, and then... We rank them? We, yeah, we promised to rank them. Oh. So we rate and then rank. Yeah, I was like, oh, God. <laughs> Are we all gonna put this at the top? I mean, he won't. Uh, <laughs> okay. It's one of those... We'll see. It's one of those... It's one of those things where, like, after I saw Endgame, I was just... I was so hyped up over it. I was so excited, and I was like, you know, that's that's the you know, best I was thing I've I was seen. going out of it. I was like, that's probably my favorite movie of all time. Yeah. The more time goes on, the more I kind of am able to. I, I appreciate it for what it is, 
and it's sort of I almost there's certain things about this movie that are similar to Endgame and the fact that it's more an event yeah um and and that sort of elevates it above the others but also there's other things when you look at it as a movie yeah uh that sort of make me question where I would rank it so maybe that's why the critics rating is yeah, more, so, so I, to low really <laughs> to really accurately rank it against all the other movies I would probably need to see it again but yeah. I'm still going to rank it anyway when we get to that yeah. just because we said that we would uh, so I'm just going to go off of what I'm feeling right now and it might change later okay. down the line yeah. just check so, my Twitter if you care so for <laughs> me <don't>. first, <laughs> when I was watching episode 9 like you know you know us, we watch movies all the time, mm-hmm. but it just felt different. Yeah. Like, watching Endgame, it was one thing, it felt different, but this felt like I was in tune the entire time, I was happy watching it, mm-hmm. and I was nervous watching it, which was, like, probably my best, like, a lot of people say Endgame was their best experience watching a movie. Mm-hmm. This was my best experience. Mm. And so, like, for me, I feel like going on forever, this might become my favorite. Yeah. And, like, I don't know if that's for sure, but right now, yeah. that's me. And I totally get that. I totally yeah. get that. So, uh, are we gonna go around and rank? Uh, Gabe, you have any rate it? last words? Yeah, I mean, it's uh, right now. I'm just. I mean, I saw this movie today. You guys saw it like. Yeah, we saw it yesterday. So, so we've I've had I'm, a little time. I'm yeah. the most hyped up on fan service and <laughs> emotions about this movie, and something like that. Like I'm gonna need to watch many more times. But trying trying to be more humble about it. I was really engaged with this movie. I was like, like feeling something for all of these characters. I the character development, which is my uh, a big thing in movies for me, was satisfying. I was just so happy watching the movie mm-hmm. in all aspects. Yeah, I mean, I I pretty much agree with everything. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, well, I'm, I'm just give it like a ten out of ten. I'm gonna give it. Um, mm-hmm. Okay, Gabe. Here we go. Eight Kylo <laughs> Rens out of seven Ben Solos. Ah shit! You took my rating. That's <laughs> right. I was gonna fucking do That's it. Ben Solo versus Kylo Ren. Yeah, yeah, right. Now I gotta think of something else. Uh, I give it um, nine rays out of the Emperor. Okay. <laughs> <Pretty> good. <laughs> that sounds that sounds wrong when I think about it. Because <laughs> he, she's like, he's just producing more kids. Okay, I did. Oh yeah, Yeah, I said we we did say earlier. Who the hell would fuck Palpatine? I don't know, man. Had to be someone during the Clone Wars because he does not look good after that. Yeah. Okay. Well, <laughs> I mean, he just used like the. Okay, Chris. Oh god. Yeah, see that's that's the thing. You take all the lightheartedness out of Star Wars and it's yeah. just like use the Jedi mind trick to friggin' use the sexually Jedi assault someone. Yeah. God damn. Alright. I mean he's bad. Let's let's let's, let's rank these movies. Okay, we Chris, did. you first. Are we gonna include Solo and Rogue One? Because I've watched them recently, so they're also fresh in my mind as much as the other movies are. I think we're so. gonna go with the Skywalker saga today. Okay, so it's just I can't, numbers. Yeah. Well, I haven't watched. I haven't watched Solo in a while. Okay, I'm gonna include them in my ranking just okay. because 
want to. Why do you ask? You go? <laughs> well, <laughs> I'll try. I'll do it. Well, yeah, because I, I did. I just didn't know whether you guys wanted to put it in yours. Too. I mean, I can try. It won't be. I just well, well you don't have to if you haven't watched it recently. I've just they're all so fresh in my mind. So I watched it Rogue feels, One. It just with feels you, right to compare I also them to the rest. Asleep during it, so. So. Did you hear me snoring while watching Rogue One? Yes. <laughs> I mean, you were <laughs> sitting right next to me, and I was awake the whole movie, so. Yeah, I fell asleep halfway through it. Did yeah. you really? Yeah, I got bored. <laughs> Rogue One tired. is not as good as I remember it being. Speaking of, let's rank these movies. <laughs> uh, okay, so, as of right now, based on my most recent rewatch, uh, I'm gonna put... This is hard. This is really hard. Because a lot of them, I feel like, are almost tied for me. Yeah, some of them are very... You can have one tied spot. Okay. Well, use it wisely. All right, um, Force Awakens. <laughs> I feel like is probably still my number one. Um, and then two, because I I feel like I do need to in order to figure out how highly Rise of Skywalker ranks, uh, in terms of my very tops. I need to see it again. So, in terms of what I'm feeling right now, so I think it's probably Force Awakens, Empire, and Last Jedi are pretty much tied for me. If I had to choose, I'd probably put Empire above Last Jedi. Uh, so, Force Awakens, Empire, Last Jedi, uh, Rise of Skywalker, um, A New Hope, Solo, Return of the Jedi, Rogue One. Actually, no. I put three above Rogue One. I didn't Good. before, Good. but I rewatched three, and I liked it more than I yeah. uh, than I remembered liking it. So, well, I, I always remember liking three, but I rem uh, like when I saw Rogue One the first time, I was like, that was awesome. And I just I hadn't seen the prequels in a while, so I just ranked the prequels at the bottom exclusively. So, then it would go three, Rogue One, one, two. two. Yeah. Okay. So since I kind of I kind of danced around it a little bit, so Force Awakens, Empire, Last Jedi, Rise of Skywalker, New Hope. Solo, Return of the Jedi, 3, Rogue One, 1, 2. 2 is still the worst Star Wars. Yeah. Yep. I think how I'm going to do it is go from the bottom up because it's much easier to figure out Oh, much out easier to like go based on the one you dislike the most and work your way up. Yeah. I'm gonna I already some... have my known, but I'll go last. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah, because you already know. I'm tr <laughs> we're trying to figure this out. Yeah. We... <laughs> 2 at the bottom. And then, I, yes. I, have, I, have, I mean, 1 after that. Mm -hmm. um, I, def I definitely like three above Rogue One, mm -hmm. so I'll put Rogue One next, and then three, and then uh, I know what's gonna be around my top favorites, mm -hmm. definitely. Um, so I'm gonna put. It's so tough because these like so these are really close. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Like, there's like, you get the, like if I could tie multiple spots, probably multiple spots would be tied. After on we my rank list, them, Chris will put them all on a list. Will I? Yeah, I'll sure. I'll make the list and then write it out. <laughs> all right, <laughs> that's what you get for editing. Mm. Yeah. Okay, so I will put. <laughs> so hard. It's so hard. Nick, Good do you want to go while Gabe no. thinks about it? No, he's not okay. letting me. I'm gonna put uh ep episode. I don't want to say eight, because like I didn't. My first impression was was lower than I. I think about it now, looking yeah. back. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, so Nick, first go. Impression <laughs> yeah, here. Nick, Nick, okay. you do yours, and Gable. Okay, so we're gonna start with my number one, episode nine, mm-hmm. and then episode five, and then it's a tie between seven and eight for the yeah. third place because mm-hmm. I can't really. They're two different movies. They are very different, but yeah. And then for the fourth place, episode three, mm-hmm. and then <laughs> that's pretty high for three. Shut up. I mean, Honestly, <laughs> no, it was good. And yeah. then six. Rogue One, Solo, 4, 1, 2. Wow. 4 ranks really low on your list. Yeah. I completely See, forgot to put, um, I'm talking about Solo. I know you say, like, you know, it doesn't... I really like A New Hope, but, like, it's such a slow movie. Mm-hmm. I just can't watch it full anymore. Yeah. To where, like, all the other, like, newer movies are all super fast. And even Empire and Return are... Yeah. Fast. You kind of, when you watch New Hope, you kind of have to take it for what it is. It's the same way with episode but, one and yeah. two. Just it's still so great. It's absolutely still great for what it is. Yeah, but, a New Hope is yeah. an amazing movie, but it's just. Yeah. It's not just really Just put, put up against the others, I guess. Yeah. I really, yeah, I really like New Hope, but I don't know what exactly to rank it. I'm going to put, I'm going to put next episode six. Well, you should probably. Redo your original. Yeah, so I mean two. Just to get, catch us back up to speed with. I put, I put where episode, you're at. episode two, then episode one, and then mm-hmm. on top of that is Rogue One, mm-hmm. and then on top of that is episode three, and I'll put episode six, then I'll put episode no, then I'll put Solo. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll put then episode eight, and then episode four. No hope there, mm-hmm. and. Now, we're getting... Now you're down to 7, 5, and 9, right? Yeah. I'm gonna... I'm gonna put 9 at the top. Mm. Right now. And then I'll put... It's just the most, like, engaged I was out of all these movies. And then I'm gonna put... 5 at the second, and then 7 at the third spot. Nice. I respect that. Alright. Well, I gotta type those up and make a fancy graphic for them and this podcast is long enough as it is so uh if you've listened to the entire uh star wars skywalker saga review which you probably haven't but wrong (laughs) on the off chance that you did to the one person who's done that yeah i mean if you're listening to this it probably means that you did so thank you very much thanks jason for listening to us yeah thanks (laughs) yeah we'll we'll put put his face in the corner your face in there well your instagram yeah i mean for a second (laughs) (laughs) so uh so if you've been listening to the entire star wars skywalker saga review so far thank you very much for listening even if you just only listen to this episode specifically. Thank you very much for listening. We know it was a long one, and uh, we're very appreciative that you actually cared about uh, what we had to say. Uh, we're interested to hear what you guys think about all these movies, and uh, we hope that you'll tune back in when uh, the Unstable Opinions podcast returns early next year. Next year, so when we review The Mandalorian. Are we gonna? Yeah, we can do it. I mean, I mean we honestly, definitely should. I mean, we could review like. I mean, we already said we're going to review The Mandalorian, but we also, you know, we could do Solo and Rogue One later yeah, down the line. we could. But we have, we have John. We have, we have been have, on enough uh, time. We have John Wick. We have, yeah. There's just so many things. John Wick to... and uh, <laughs> Matrix, which means maybe we will review the first three Matrixes. I mean, those movies are pretty far off, but yeah. I'm still, I'm still but just, eager just to watch those movies for, again. So. For the new year. Anyway, there's going to be a lot of cool stuff coming up. 
uh, in future episodes. So thank you very much for listening to this one. Hopefully we'll see you in the next one. Uh, we love you. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next year. Bye-bye. Bye. May the force be with you. Shut up. Always. <laughs>